You ready? 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 One, two, three, four! Anyway, with the friend.
Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. Uh, a quick apology for last week, Blog Talk Radio and... Uh, daylight savings time, yeah, apparently not a good mix. As uh, I was unable, I was unable to get on the air, so uh, we had to abruptly cancel last week's show. I don't know if you got my message, Lou, uh, last week. Happens every year, but it, it, I, you know, I should know this by now. I, sh- I literally, I should know this by now that it happens every yeah. single year, every single time daylight savings time comes. Right. That there's always some sort of issue with blog talk, uh, yeah. but that just means more more stuff to talk about this week because I still have the entire slate that I was going to talk about last week, and right. not to mention we got March Madness to talk about. We got NFL free agent frenzy. Yeah, we got. I've had about uh, a little while because I got a uh, little brother uh, Ted Hart maybe, but. I'll try to keep that short and come back before the 11 o'clock uh, sign-off. Okay. Well, uh, Lou, we have a lot of stuff to cover, though. Let's get right into March Madness, Lou. Yes. Is it me, or is this becoming the Tournament of Upsets? Oh, it's becoming the Tournament of Upsets. It's not just you. I mean, let's put it this way. Out of about, about $200 million that were like in uh, doing pools, about $198 million are busted. Yeah, it's and a lot of it is because of one team, to be perfectly honest. But uh, you know, yeah, more more of the upsets have now all of a sudden been piling in, and and you, Lou, were officially eliminated just a bit ago with Kansas losing to Arkansas. Uh, I mean, it is just wild. Uh, the number of upsets that we're seeing here. Virgi- number yeah. four ranked Virginia losing to Furman by one point. Princeton yeah. knocking off not just Arizona, but also Missouri. I took Princeton to beat Arizona. And and they are, by the way, they are the first Ivy League team since 2010 when Cornell did it to make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Then we had Fair we had Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue. FAU Remember Fairleigh Dickinson Fairleigh Dickinson is twenty minutes from my house. Right. And uh I mean FAU over Memphis, uh I mean honestly can I wasn't sold on really, Memphis that much. I don't know. I, I it's kind of odd. I don't know if we could call it an upset because uh I mean I guess we kind of could because Memphis uh, points per game wise was a hell of a lot further out than FAU, so I think a lot of people probably thought Memphis would take it. Yeah, but we saw them go down. We saw them go down. We saw Iowa State go down to Pittsburgh, fifty-nine to forty-one. 
Texas A&M gets uh, upended by Penn State. Although, to be fair, I don't know if we can call that an upset because Penn State has been on fire uh, yes. in recent weeks. So, but I will, you know, I'm going to call it an upset because I believe Texas A&M. They've always had they've had the refs on their side for pretty much all season. Yes, and uh, the fact that Penn State was able to beat them by 17 points. I mean, they just they just piled it on. Now, right now, of course, they're trailing Texas by eight at the half, uh, thirty-one to twenty-three. But you know, there's still a full half to go. Who knows what may happen? Uh, could we see Lou potentially any more upsets? Because I mean, right now we got UCLA. Right now we got UCLA and Northwestern. We got Texas and Penn State. We have Houston and Auburn, but Auburn looks to be, uh, or Houston looks to be pulling away with halftime nearing. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we still also, of course, have Alabama and Maryland to go, Creighton and Baylor, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson and FAU, Kentucky and Kansas State, Michigan State and, and Marquette, Miami and Indiana, Pittsburgh, Xavier. St. Mary's and UConn, TCU and Gonzaga, uh, all yeah. still to be played tomorrow. So I got to tell you, though, Lou, uh, right now, from what I can see here, I think Arkansas may continue their streak of Elite Eight appearances. Yeah, I think so, too. They have to face the winner of UConn and St. Mary's. And to be perfectly honest, I have Arkansas over either one of them. Oh, my. I mean, you know, honestly, I think, you know, UConn, they lost the Big East tournament. And usually, you know, it's it's, it's almost like a New England curse that in recent years, anybody, anybody from New England has never really done well in the NCAA tournament. Now, obviously, that could maybe that might change. Maybe that might change this year. But you know, UConn, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they beat St. Mary's. I wouldn't be surprised if they fall to Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is probably headed to either a meeting with Gonzaga or UCLA, uh, assuming that that's going to be the uh, Tweet Sixteen matchup for that bracket. Yes, but. Uh, Lou, let's get let's get your thoughts. Who do you think has been the most surprising upset thus far in the tournament? Oh, FDU, especially if they're being Purdue and they win again. This, I mean, a six. Yeah, for instance, won that two row, and of course, a sixteen seed. Only the second time a seen seed there have been in the one seed, and also a little school in New Jersey that ninety eight percent of the country has never even heard of. Hmm. Figure. Yeah, it's kind. Of, you know, it it is kind of amazing that uh, we we're seeing so many upsets so far this in in this tournament. And you brought this up to me earlier today uh, that as far as what the what may be the cause of the of the upsets. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I'll repeat what I said on your show. I think it might have something to do with the fact that, you know, the higher the seed is, 
usually they 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 think that it's you know a guaranteed win. That like right. for example, for a win and the other team will be put to shreds early, right? right. Yeah. Okay. That's not right. always the case. Right. Exactly. Like like for example, Purdue probably thought that oh FDU, you know, they're nobody even nobody even knows of them. Uh, they'll I be do. they'll be an easy out. They'll be an easy out. We'll just we'll handle. They'll be handled by halftime, and lo and behold, okay. FDU basically uh, basically showed that they're they're here to stay till at least the round of 32. Uh, who knows if they'll advance if they'll advance over FAU? But right. uh, I you know I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that teams that higher seeded teams are always looking forward. They're looking ahead yeah. instead of looking at the team that they're facing right in front of them. For those of you who think that there's no such thing as being overconfident, uh, yes, there is. Yeah, it clearly. The, the, it, it, there definitely is such a thing as being overconfident. And uh, let me bring in Alex. Uh, Alex, we, we're talking about March Madness here. Uh, can you believe the amount of upsets that we have seen thus far in the tournament? Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah, I just saw Princeton earlier. Uh, Furman, and then um, obviously FDU was phenomenal. It's been awesome. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's just astounding. And you know, I was I was bringing up to Lou uh, the fact that maybe perhaps. The, the higher ranked seeds probably feel, oh, this is, you know, this is going to be a breeze. The game will be over by half. Uh, and they're already looking forward, forwards towards the next round rather than focusing on who they're facing. And, you know, that's why we've seen so many upsets so far. Arizona went down to Princeton. Purdue went down to FDU. Virginia went down to Furman. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Iowa State. I mean, well, you know, it, it just Kansas Kansas lost to Arkansas. You know, it just it all it, it almost seems like uh, a lot of these uh, higher ranked seeds are basically forgetting what's in front of them and instead looking forward to the next to their next matchups. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Some of the bigger the big dogs don't really take the, the unknowns quite seriously. And then you look up and it's like 10 to three, or then it's 35 to 20 and then you're in a hole. And then it's like, you know, they turn up the defensive intensity. I don't think Missouri led one time against Princeton and no one picked Princeton. I mean, that's twice in a row for Princeton now. Now they're in the sweet 16. They haven't had a win. I don't think since the sixties in uh, the NCAA tournament. And now they have two. Lou picked Princeton. Oh, really? Oh mm-hmm. man, I, I missed I missed that one. Wow, Lou the Confucius. Jeez, what a pick. Remember, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you you have some insight. You are a guru of, of the Jersey area. Okay. I'm a guru, yes. I'm a guru. <laughs> you know, they are actually the first uh Ivy League team to make it to the Sweet Sixteen since Cornell did it back in two thousand and ten. So wow, uh, you know, there's definitely there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of surprises being done so far in this tournament, and who knows, we may not be done. 
because I yeah. mean we still have a we still have a few games ongoing right now, and I think I think most of them are at the half. Uh, yeah. There's one on you know, right now. I'm just kind of like I'm kind of multi. I got I got two little dogs and I'm still helping mom, which is fun. But I got my got my hands full. Normally I'm a lot more free on a Saturday night, but there's there's one game on. Um, who the heck's playing right now? Someone someone's in action right now. And then oh, I'm fingers. Oh, UCLA's playing. I'm fingers crossed. There's going to be some later games when I kind of when like in the next hour when I can finally settle down solo. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. there's still some action going on. Oh, uh, yeah, Alabama and Maryland is at nine forty. <laughs> Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, you know how it is. I, I never like to – when those games end, I'm like, oh, there's got to be another one coming up. Come on. That's yeah, Alabama stuff. and Maryland is at 940. Uh, games that are currently underway, Houston is uh, – oh, Houston's starting to pull away now. 70 to 57 over Auburn. Yeah, that's pretty With about, wow. with about Steve, 337 I left I in the second to, half. I mentioned it to Lou back in the day when he joined our, our old school podcast about it. I never – I'm still getting into it. This is – I mean, the last week, I'm, like, fully invested now. I'm, like, just mesmerized. Now I'm watching, like, every single minute of every single game I can. I'm not, March Madness, I finally jumped, you know, yeah. fully into it this year. It's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of uh, tricky for me because, I mean, I do have one of the games up on stream right now, but I got the Celtics game on, oh, on my TV. I got Oh, uh, yeah. You know, earlier I was watching the Bruins. It's it's very tricky, and, and actually I was watching I was watching part of the WBC as well. Uh, it looks like yeah. oh no, Venezuela took the lead. Uh, oh yeah, shit, yuck! Wow, USA uh, was leading five to two. What inning? Oh is God, it? it is the sixth, the top of the sixth. Now I've not been dialed in the last couple of days in that no because I'm visiting, visiting family, Steve. So I'm a little out of pocket. Is this Final Four or is it like do or die or are there other games for the uh, for uh, baseball? Football? Well, it's 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 either win it's either win or win home. or your win or go home basically. Win yeah. or you're done like Edwin Diaz. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's or in Edwin Diaz's case, win and you're done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's either it's either win or go home here. Uh, the winner of this game faces off against Cuba in the semifinals, and uh, looks like let me bring up the bracket Wait here a real Cuba, quick. Is, I haven't looked at Cuba's. I haven't looked at a couple of the rosters. Is I know it's a long shot, but is Cespedes playing again? That for Cuba is Cespedes. Um, he's been trying to get back in the league. He's, he's probably it would be obviously it would be a great way for him to uh, show that he's back. I'm sure he's suiting up if he's healthy. Uh, I don't know. I have. I don't think I saw his name on the he's list. He's still like he's still like early thirties, age wise. Where he just kind of fought a couple boards and disappeared from the Mets clubhouse. Uh, let me look. Real quick. Been, I don't think they've been looking for him ever since. He hasn't resurfaced. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he was he was on the Cuban team, but he did leave. But he ended up leaving for personal reasons. Uh-huh. Well, that's I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, come on, that's Jesus, really? Yeah, he's yeah, never coming so, back to the major leagues. So basically, he left before they started the quarterfinals. Wow, and I, well, obviously Cuba. I'm not. I'm going to sit down in a second. Again, I'll be much more dialed in the rest of the show coming up. Um, I'm just getting settled in for the night. Um, I'm sure yeah. Cuba's got. You know, I'm sure Cuba's got ten or twelve really, really legit players. 
Now, who's Cuba playing coming up? Uh, well, Cuba beat Australia in the quarterfinal ma- in the quarterfinal Still matchup winning. four to three. So uh, okay. they will face they will face the winner of USA and Venezuela. Yes. Nice. And right now, Venezuela leads six to five in the top of the sixth. So uh-huh. uh, they uh-huh. will. It, it all depends on uh, if USA can come back or if or if Venezuela is going to hold on. Unfortunately, Daniel Bard uh, has no sense of control whatsoever. So that's part of the reason why the USA is down now all of a sudden. Thank you, Daniel Bard, for giving up four runs and and inflating your WBC ERA to 43.20. What? Oh, you heard me right. His ERA is is 43.20 right now. What kind of ERA is that? Uh, it's somebody, it's an ERA of somebody who has gotten no outs in his entire, uh, in his entire WBC, uh, stay so far. Oh, wow. Disgusting. Uh, elsewhere in, uh, also in the, uh, quarterfinals, uh, Japan, they advanced over Italy nine to three. And I got to tell you right now, Japan, they, they really seem to be raking. I, I think they could be. Uh, even though they're going to be facing Mexico because of Mexico's five to four win over Puerto Rico, uh, yeah. even though they're facing Mexico, I think Japan, I would have to assume would probably be the odds on favorite for that, uh, for that matchup. Wow. That's awesome. It is. But first time in what? Six years, right? I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you really can't, unless you're going to do like a, uh, Almost like you know soccer, I guess. I know we were talking about it the uh, last couple, a few shows ago. It's tough, like where to fit this in, but because now they're going to get March Madness. I'm like, what do I watch? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it need like five know, TVs. It, 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 there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff uh, all around um, when it comes to when it comes to different uh, different sporting events all at the same time, uh, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I'm looking at Japan. Japan, Japan's uh, pretty stacked, honestly. With some of the names that they have on that on their roster, they're pretty stacked. So, nice. Do uh, they have the new uh, Red Sox outfielder? Yes, they do. And he has uh, he has been showing off. I'll put it that way. Wow. I tried to give him my uh, fantasy uh, draft earlier today. Didn't didn't get him. Didn't get Sanga either. Yeah, I, you know that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know exactly how well he's going to translate, but I think it's a good, uh, you know, I think it's a good sign with how he's been playing in the WBC so far. That, yeah. uh, especially against you know against uh, major league starting pitching, I Absolutely. think it. I think it is a good. I think it's a good sign for him. Uh, but obviously, you know, with more at bats that he gets against major league pitching, we're going to see just exactly, you know, if, if he can continue, uh, you know, the production that he's putting up. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be exciting. And you're right. It's not like, uh, it's not like the next, um, it's not like, you know, Tony draft pick either. I'm not going to, I can't cry over it. It's his first year in the big leagues. Who knows how he's going to do. 
I think I, right, I, I right. think I should let Chris. I think I should let Chris Bryant instead. So I'll be okay. But um, I guess they're, they're gonna they're not gonna hit him or Devers. He and Devers they want to break up in the lineup. But, dude, you know I got from the socks. So I'm not gonna make it a fantasy night. But uh, one more thing about my team. I get the last kick in the whole draft. Adam Duvall. Uh-huh. Adam Duvall. He's a mon- He's a masher with the green monster. He could hit 40, 35 home runs. Yeah, that's sneaky. That's a sneaky pick. That's a sneaky yeah. pick for the final pick. He's yeah. a, he's a just a pure absolute all or nothing righty bat. Boom. If he can Look stay at healthy. Look at that green monster. He's perfect. If for he can if he can stay healthy, that might be a pretty yeah. sneaky pick for you. Yeah, he's got all the uh, all the outfield, left, center, right field eligibility. I was like, okay, I'm t- I'm taking I'm taking a flyer on this guy. The, you know, the later picks, like any, any sport, you can just cut bait after a month. It's no risk. We'll see. Right. I think their team overall, I think their lineup, just real quick on the Red Sox overall, since we brought up a few guys, if those guys stay healthy and perform, if their pitching holds up, they could, they could be in the mix. Uh, they could, but the, you know, the problem is it's just, I take a look at everything that everybody else did this off season and mm-hmm. you also take into account how last season ended. The Sox had to make massive improvements if they wanted to if they wanted to hope to you know to be able to content to compete within their division to begin with. And to be yeah. perfectly honest, I just I don't think they've made enough. Uh, I don't think they've made enough improvements to. You know, to get pat to get by. Uh, I'll, uh, let me put it this way: they may get by Tampa Bay and they may get by Baltimore, but I don't well, think I, they're going to get by the Yankees or Toronto. No, yeah, but I mean, if you, you you know, we've seen it before. They they absolutely get hot and stay healthy. They can sneak in as like a one of those wild cards. You never know. Right. Yeah, I mean, they have have to get out to a really hot start. The new Japanese guy has to hit 300. Duvall has to maybe hit 30 home runs. Just random stuff. If it all all breaks their way, they got a shot. I mean, Duvall, it could happen with Duvall. If if he can stay healthy and, uh, you know, he and his bat – continues to stay as hot as it's been uh, back back when he was with uh, he was with Atlanta right yeah he's one of those guys who always bounces around to new teams and always hits like 29 home runs or 30 yeah if he you know if he can if he can at least if he can stay healthy and I mean maybe not necessarily put put up power numbers but at least be a consistent you know, be a consistent at bat threat. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll be I'll be happy with it. You know, he doesn't necessarily need to put up like thirty home runs. I mean, I would love it if oh. he puts up thirty home runs, but maybe if if he can at least replace the production of uh, of Xander Bogarts, I could I would be perfectly fine with that. If you guys want a score update, I got one for you, but you might not like it. Uh oh. Yeah. Rangers five. What do you Pittsburgh got? Six. What is it? Rangers five. Pittsburgh six. Now you got hockey oh, going on. Wow. World baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Busy night. You know the uh, going 
going to Edwin Diaz for a minute here. Uh, you know, this brought up a whole entire discussion earlier this week as to whether or not the WBC is good for baseball. And uh, for those who, who aren't aware, Edwin Diaz, he suffered a season-ending injury uh, to his knee, I think it was, in the aftermath of Puerto Rico's win. And they were, you know, they were celebrating. And as the, as everybody rushed him, I guess something happened to where uh, to where he injured his knee. And it's basically they're calling it season ending, even though he's aiming to somehow return from his knee injury this year. But it sounds like that's not going to happen. And then not just that, but also uh, Brandon Nemo, he suffered an injury, which. Uh, he's considered to be week to week, apparently, according to an update earlier today. Uh, he's considered to be week to week. Uh, the question, you know, is now going to turn to, is the WBC good for baseball? And in no. particular, you know, in particular, could we potentially see the, you know, major league teams not allow their players to play in the WBC. Yeah, I mean, right now it's not good for the Mets, but I mean, overall, for these teams all over the world, half these guys, most of those guys will never have be, on, be in this moment in the spotlight. So, I mean, yeah, it's tough for the, the big guys, you know, the Mets, people who run the Yankees or Red Sox, but I think it's better overall for the rest of the world. But yeah, there's a huge risk for the pro players getting injured. So it's yeah. kind of a a conflict of interest right there. It's a tough call. Well, I said yeah, that it's show last week that, you know, this can't be good. You know, you guys are players, you're spring training, you're trying to halfway around the world and they're to come back and everything. Uh, this is, this is not like a, like a logical or good idea. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Obviously, first off, the Edwin Diaz injury was a freak injury. We'll just put yes. it, we'll just put it simply right there. Of course. You know, it's a freak injury. It's not like it happened in the game. So, you know, yeah. it was a mistake. It was a mistake. The fact that, you know, he ended up getting charged like he did by his teammates. Right. Uh, you know, nobody was, nobody was expecting him to all of a sudden injure his knee and be out the entire season. Awful. So. And he is a really nice, not for nothing. He's apparently a really nice guy. He just got the massive contract. Remember when he, when he came over to the Mets, he was like, mentally shot they were they, they thought he was not going to like stay in baseball and then he had an incredible uh rebound last year got the biggest contract ever for a closer and this happened <laughs> right and then on top of that on top of that now too jose altuve ended up leaving tonight's game against the usa after being hit in the hand and wrist area by a pitch you know that goes because Dan- be two months because Daniel Bard can't control his uh Daniel Bard can't control his <laughs> fastball for shit. He took being a right. Colorado Rocky uh all the way to the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Rockies can't and pitch let's that see. well. Let's see, was that a was that a fastball? Yeah, it was. Ninety six miles per hour. So uh I mean that you know, that's another injury to uh yeah. to to happen here for for major league talent, you know, it's, it's, it's only going to further add to that fuel of, 
the WBC is bad for baseball. I mean, they might scale it back eventually. The, the pro players in America, the, the ownership, the powers that be with the money, they might eventually pull the plug, and you might just be seeing um, high school, college players, minor leaguers, stuff like that. For I'm America, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's that's happened in hockey and basketball, too, like on and off. So this might, yeah, when Altuve and Diaz, this is not a good look right now, unfortunately, because overall it's a great thing for everyone, but these injuries are really not not a good look. No. no. By the way, uh, score update: Houston has advanced to the Sweet 16, 81 to 64 over Auburn. So they will meet the winner of Miami and Indiana, which is set to take place tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I don't know if it's a night game or or a day game, but uh, Miami. I think sorry, I think yeah. Indiana's like 12 or one. There's a really good game on. Right away, like midday tomorrow. I think Indiana. Hmm. Uh, it could be. Let me look. Uh, Great. Al- Alabama's coming on right now. This is awesome. No, Indiana is at eight forty actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're so it, out it's in a night. Out. Yeah, is it's, Maryland it's pretty a night good? game. Real quick on the hoops: Is Maryland viable? Can they dance with Alabama, or is Alabama going to roll roll over them? You know, I I can't really I, – I would probably, in all honesty, go with Alabama in this one because I don't know. You know, Maryland, I, I haven't really seen too much of them, but uh, let's put it this way. ESPN, their matchup predictor, they have Alabama with an 80% chance to win. That's not yeah, – yeah, then, I mean, Maryland's not dead in the water. We've seen other ones with, I'm sure, far less projectable win, win, winning. So, yeah, I mean – Alabama – Maryland's Alabama, always been legit. 82, Al, Alabama scores 82.6 points per game. Maryland only 70.3. Wow. But, hey, we, we like we were talking about before, though, you see these Princeton teams, anything's possible. I – I know Maryland's a bigger school than, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson. So, you know, Maryland's at least going to have some size and some athletes. And yeah. Stuff if they get right. hot, you know. Right. And I'll, I'll be pulling. I don't know about you guys. I'll be pulling for the Terps. I I love these, uh, the underdogs. Okay. Oh, you know, I, I, I would hope, I, I would lo- I would love to see Alabama get, uh, get taken out of. Because the last thing we need is – not only for Alabama to rule college football, but now for Alabama to all of a sudden become a college <laughs> basketball powerhouse. Not gonna happen. I mean, well, that's literally the last her. thing that we need. Yeah, I agree. They're uh, they're proud enough. They got enough success over on the gridiron. Yeah. Yeah. And I, speaking of the gridiron, uh, we're going to get to uh, the gridiron in just a little bit because uh, we do have free agent frenzy to talk about. Uh, oh, nice. Let's say that. But, yeah, there. I mean, there's a significant amount. Uh, but I want to go to the UFC for a little bit because I wanted to bring this up last week. Yeah. However, because of a certain – uh, because of a certain problem, hint, hint daylight savings time, uh, we weren't able to get the show on. Uh, yeah. John Jones fulfills what everybody expects. 
expected him to be throughout his entire career. Everybody had been saying, oh, John Jones has to move up to heavyweight because he's completely cleared out the light heavyweight division. Well, John Jones moves up to heavyweight, and I'll say this right now. He, I mean, he weighed 248. He literally looked like he was in the light heavyweight division still. Even yeah, with back. his, uh, even with his different frame, oh yeah, he is back. He handled Cyril Gane like it was nothing, and he's got a lot to come back. You know, he's he's angry. He's 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 fired up, man. It's a good thing. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know if you saw it if you saw it Lou or uh, or Alex, but I he basically it. It didn't take him long yeah. at all to get Gane down to the to get Gane down to the mat, and literally the only shot that Gane landed the entire fight was an accidental kick to the nuts within the opening five wow. seconds of the round. Jules. Wow! Wow! That's literally the only the only shot that Gane landed the entire fight. After that. Jones basically got him to the ground. Eventually worked worked up to his uh, or eventually worked worked him into a guillotine choke, and the fight was over right there. Oh, no guillotine! And now it looks like uh, the matchup has been set. John Jones will face the who many consider to be the uh, goat of the UFC heavyweight division, Stipe Miocic, uh, which is set for July, I think, during UFC International Fight Week. Uh, It hasn't been made official yet, but that is looking to be John Jones' first title defense. One second, one second. Which will be for for that. So, uh, needless to say, you know, it it appears that even at the age of 35, it looks like John Jones is officially back. Wow, at his age. Hmm. At 35 years old, I mean, can, can you can you imagine? Uh, as long you know, as long as he uh, as long as he stays healthy and and stays out of trouble. How, uh, you know, he could potentially set heavyweight records now. Just like he set light heavyweight records. You know, by 35, that's old for a fighter. Yeah, but it it may be old for a fighter, but still, when when you're somebody like John Jones, who is competing at the level he's competing at, I mean, you know, there's, I don't want to compare him to Muhammad Ali, but no, no, you know, no, 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 don't go there. No, no, no. But he's, you know, he was considered to be the greatest of all time in the light heavyweight division. And yeah. now he's moved up to the heavyweight division and he was barely even phased by the, by the extra weight that he put on. Right. Barely phased at all. And I have a feeling uh, his matchup against Stipe Miocic, I have a feeling it's going to go the exact same way. Maybe not by submission, but I think it's going to go the exact same way. And Miocic, I think, will fall to uh, to John Jones ultimately because Jones knows how to how to successfully defend against elite strikers. I mean, we've seen him fight 
uh, many elite strikers throughout his career. Lyoto Machida, Alexander Gustafson. Uh, Daniel Cormier, yeah, kind of an elite striker, but he was more known for his grappling. Uh, Glover Teixeira, Vitor Belfort. Hell, he submitted Vitor Belfort. Uh, Rashad Evans. Quentin Rampage Jackson, you know, the list goes on and on when it comes to the strikers that he's beaten. So against a guy like Miacic, and Miacic hasn't fought in a while either, so there is the potential for for octagon rust. But uh, we will see uh, how that goes, how that goes here uh, here moving forward for uh, for the UFC. Uh, let me check, let me check real quick and look and see if we have any other updates here. Oh, well, Penn state has cut Texas's lead down to seven and UCLA with a 10 point lead at the half 35, 25. Wow. Uh, we have added Diane. Yes. How's it going? How's it going, Diane? Good. Good. How are you? Uh, I am. I'm doing good. Uh, we got we got Alex and we have Lou on the line here as well. Okay. Uh, we've, okay. We've just we, we've basically been going through uh, well a myriad of topics essentially. Uh, but uh, do you have, do you have any specific team, Diane, that you that you're rooting for in uh, in March Madness? Yeah. No specific one. No specific one. And uh, what's Octagon Rust? Oh, that's what uh, you're talking. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's basically Octagon Rust is when somebody hasn't fought inside uh inside the UFC Octagon for a long time. You know, if they're say, it, it's it's almost it's almost like you would you would consider it ring rust essentially. So like. Mm-hmm. Say somebody hasn't fought for like more than a year, you would think yeah. that okay, maybe that maybe they have to shake off a little bit of the rust that they have. Uh, you know, they're not going to be maybe they won't be the same competitor uh, that they were when they last fought. Uh huh. Yeah. That's basically what octagon rust is. Okay. Yeah, it's UFC. You know, boxers fight a boxing ring. UFC fights in this ring called the octagon. UFC does. Uh-huh. By the way, it looks like uh, Maryland and Alabama has been pushed back to 10.02, a 10.02 uh, start time, ah. I think. Cause that, uh, okay. that's what, at least that's what it says here on uh, on ESPN. On the, uh, Approximately. On the, on the, what's it called, the official preview page here. And Alabama actually is the uh, favorite by eight and a half points. But so, but I got to I got to tell you though, uh, if you're if you're somebody who bets the over and under, uh, the under has won quite a few times in the in the uh, in March Madness so far. Yeah. The, oh, you mean the Ooh. underdog? Yeah. Well. In this matchup, Maryland is the underdog, uh, considering that Alabama is one of the uh, one of the highest uh, one of the highest ranked shooting teams in the uh, in the tournament here. 
Penn mm-hmm. State looks to be making a bit of a run. They, well, they did have the lead down to four, but now it's back up to six. So mm-hmm. looks like it does look like, oh, nope, they got it back to four. So Texas and Penn State right now are yeah. trading baskets here with about 840, 840 or so to go mm-hmm. in the uh, in the second half. You know, I did, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember, Lou, I did say that Texas, normally they falter early on in early on in the uh in March Madness usually they falter but honestly from what it looks it looks like right now they're they're at least they're keeping pace with uh date right now so anything's possible in this uh in this matchup but I mean right now it's back to a seven point lead. A WBC update. Uh, Venezuela still leads six to five, but the USA does have runners at the corners uh, with two out in the top of the seventh. So, not good. It is possible USA could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, just moving over to baseball for one for one second here, but it does look like Mm -hmm. uh, USA could potentially tie this up here yes and Kyle Tucker is actually at bat he's a he's a triple away from the cycle so uh he is a outfielder for the Houston Astros and currently playing for Team USA right okay you do know what the cycle is, right, Di? The batting cycle? Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. If a player hits a home, a single, a double, a triple, and a home run in the same game, that's a cycle. Not in any particular oh, order. Oh, okay. It, yeah, doesn't mean in any particular order. Just do it all four. And it's not easy uh, to do. I've actually done that. Uh, I don't do think it. anybody's I don't think anybody's done it in the WBC, but uh, no, there no. have been players that have done it in in the regular season. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have a no here in the in the World Series, hey, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did see a World Series no hitter, so yes, we did. Anything First time could, in the dog days. So anything could potentially happen. Uh, a, a little bit of an injury update. Uh, Boston Red Sox third baseman Justin Turner, or not third baseman, first baseman Justin Turner, was released from the hospital this past Monday after taking a fastball to the face from Tigers right-hander Matt Manning earlier uh, earlier this past week. Uh, all tests and scans did come back clean, and he isn't dealing with any fractures or concussion-related issues. However, he did receive 16 stitches to the face, and there is currently there is currently no timeline as far as to how much time he may miss. But uh, I mean, boy? it did. It, it looked uh, it looked disgusting. I'll put it that way. 
because I mean there was blood immediately coming from his face, right at right, literally right as he hit the ground. So, uh, luckily though he is back on the road to recovery. It's a it's a it's a miracle that he didn't suffer any fractures. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. that could have been a yeah. lot worse. And yeah. Venezuela holds off the United States in the top of the seventh. We are now headed to the bottom with uh, called strike three uh, on Justin Tucker. Uh, so still six to five for Venezuela. Uh, USA is down to their final six outs. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Dodgers pitcher Tony or wait pitcher? Yeah, Dodgers pitcher Tony Gonsolin suffered a left ankle sprain while doing oh, defensive wow. drills on the field. And uh, however, the Dodgers do not sound overly concerned and they are considering him to be day to day. But he ended up not making his last scheduled uh, Cactus League start in spring training. So uh, yeah. as of now, they don't consider it to be impacting his availability for uh, the regular season. Uh, let me bring on, we have uh, one man who is here to celebrate his hogs. Oh, wait a minute. No, actually, no, never mind. Hang on. Wrong uh, wrong number. Um, oh. Never mind. They di- they disconnected. Uh, I thought it was boss man. No, not yet. I, I thought okay. it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was the right area code, but different number. Okay. You mean boss man? You mean Kevin? Jim. No, no, not that one. Different. Uh, Jim. Different one. Yeah, Jim. Who's the boss? Who's uh, the boss of the network, Diane? I thought. I oh, thought it was. I thought okay. it was. I thought. I thought it was him, but it. But it wasn't. Um. Okay. It was okay. a different. Uh. Right area code, but different number. Okay. Uh, Let us move over to the NHL for a little bit because there are a few things that I want to tackle here. Uh, First off, Montreal and Florida, they became just the third time in NHL history that both teams combined for 10 first period goals. Wow. I'll say this once again, yeah. 10 first period goals, which, was, which, which gave <laughs> Florida a set. Uh, it, it was a seven to three lead for the Florida Panthers. The other instances came in January 16th of 1987 when Vancouver oh, put up six goals in the first period to Calgary's four. And October 26th of 1982, when Montreal and Buffalo both put up five goals apiece. Now, uh, Florida ended up going on to win the game nine to five. But it's the first time since 1987 that two teams have combined for 10 first period goals, which, to be perfectly honest, in – in NHL, in, in, in hockey in general, that's pretty damn hard to accomplish. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, 
we uh, we have uh, we have very ra- it's been very rare to see that happen. I mean, it was almost you could almost consider it to be like a baseball score. Yeah, I was thinking something else, but yeah. Okay. Uh, also, also uh, the Hurricanes they will be missing a crucial forward for the remainder of the season and also the playoffs. Andrei Svechnikov went down with a season-ending knee injury this past week uh, that he suffered. Actually, he suffered it on Thursday, and he will be officially out for the season with uh, season-ending knee surgery through 64 games this year. Through 64 games this year, he put up 23 goals and 32 assists for 55 points, and he was a plus-six player out on the ice. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah. – for, for, for a team that didn't even address their, uh, their forward depth at the trade deadline, this is a massive loss for the Carolina Hurricanes as they move into the, uh, into, into the playoff picture here. Don't they have another charge? I mean, if anything, this is good news for for the rest of the Eastern Conference. For anybody who wants to who wants to move forward and sees Carolina as a potential obstacle, uh, this is the one, you know, the uh, one of the big stumbling blocks that yeah. has basically. Put every that 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 has basically been put in front of everybody. I mean, when you take a look at who you have in the Eastern Conference right now for the playoff picture, I mean, obviously you got Boston, you got Toronto, you got Tampa, you have New Jersey. This is actually actually this could be very crucial for New Jersey because New really? Jersey. Yeah, yes. because New Jer- New Jersey will most likely have to face Carolina potentially in the second round. Okay. last year. So, I mean, this is this is pretty this is pretty crucial for for your Devils, uh, Diane. Uh, uh-huh. The fact that the fact that the Devils they were able to add by uh, by getting Timo Meyer at the uh, at the trade deadline, and not to mention they also ended up nabbing uh, Curtis Lazar as well. You know, they added Carolina. I mean, yeah, they ended up getting Jesse Puyu Harvey, and they also ended up getting Shane Gostis-Beher from the, I think it was the Arizona Coyotes that they ended up grabbing him from. Uh, They didn't address their forward uh, depth that much. I mean, yeah, they got pull you Harvey, but they're going to need more than that in order to uh, make up for the loss of Svechnikov. So, and right now, from the, their age-old team? Well, I mean, they could. They could call somebody up from the AHL, but I'm. if I'm being honest here, you know, there's no player – that could that could replace what Svechnikov would have brought to them yeah. in in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. would Svechnikov, what could Svechnikov have brought to them? Well, 
I mean, let me just let me just bring up his uh, his playoffs from last year. Uh, through his time in the NHL, he's played in 40 career playoff games, 13 goals, 12 assists for 25 points with the Hurricanes mm-hmm. through four through four different seasons in the playoffs. But last mm-hmm. year he had four goal. Last year he had four goals and one assist uh, mm-hmm. in in the playoffs through 14 games last year. So he mm-hmm. is a playoff performer. He's probably one of their best forwards that they have come playoff mm-hmm. time. So to suffer a loss like that, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty difficult for them to. Uh, yeah. you know, to 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 replace that that type of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I was just checking something real quick here. Yeah. Going 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 next to this next uh, bit of a bit of a headline here. The Washington Capitals they have re-signed defenseman Trevor Van Riemsdyk to a three-year, nine million dollar deal. Uh, average annual value around three million. Honestly, yeah. pro- probably uh, probably a worthwhile signing for them. Uh, yes. He's pretty much been a dependable defenseman for the most part throughout most of his NHL career. Uh, he's probably one of their top scoring defensemen actually this year. Seven goals, 16 assists for 23 points in 70 games. And also he's a plus 12. So... You know, I know, I know uh, there may be may, maybe some fans who uh, or some listeners who don't listen to, or who listen to this who who may not know much about uh, you know about hockey, and they may not they, they may think seven goals isn't really a lot. It's actually a it lot is. for a defenseman. It is a lot for a defenseman. Uh, forward is a different story because forwards they're more about the attacking rather than defending. But for a defenseman to Honestly, five goals is actually a lot for a defenseman because normally most defensemen you see, if anything, two or three goals. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a big he, – he's definitely a big part of their defensive core, especially as they're looking to move forward here after getting rid of Dmitry Orlov and sending him to the Boston Bruins at the trade deadline that's obviously going to open up more minutes. And Trevor Van Riemsdyk looks like he's going to be a crucial part moving forward for the Washington Capitals Capitals defensive core. Dan the Devils got someone from the Capitals too? Who? Uh, Dan the Devils got Vanichek from the Capitals? Uh yeah, they did. Or no, Vanacek. Van, yeah, originally he was with the Capitals, but he's now with the New Jersey Devils. So right, that's uh, what I asked. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys did end up getting Vanacek in free agency, yeah. actually. So oh, it wasn't, right, free agency. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't by a trade. It was by free agency. Uh, okay. But so, some of the other notable trades to talk about here, because we didn't really, uh, obviously, we were off last week due to unforeseen circumstances. And yeah. the previous week, we didn't really get to cover all of the trades. But just some of the notable trades here to uh, to bring up once again. 
the Arizona Coyotes, they ended up getting forward Jacob Voracek, along with a sixth-round pick in this year's draft from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for goaltender John Gillies. And honestly, in my opinion, this is just basically Arizona's way of maybe acquiring a little bit of uh, draft capital because Voracek, he's probably done. He's probably not even going to play again. So uh, this is just Arizona's a rebuilding team. They're looking to basically get any sort of draft capital, no matter what round, from the first round to the seventh round. Uh, they're, they're basically just looking to grab as much draft capital as they can. So uh, this is pretty much – they're basically looking to try and just recoup some of the stuff that they may have lost in previous trades. Uh, they did also ship out defenseman Jacob Chitrin, one of the, their star defensemen, their young star defenseman, to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a first-round pick this year, a second-round pick in next year's draft, and also a second-round pick in the 2026 NHL draft. And considering the first-round pick this year, Ottawa, last I checked, they're nowhere near – yeah, let's see. They're, they're nowhere near the playoff picture. So you're looking at a potential – a borderline top 10, maybe top 11 draft pick for the, for the Arizona Coyotes in this trade here. So it's actually a pretty good, a, a pretty good haul that they got for Chitrin considering their original price was two first round picks wow. and a roster player and a second round pick as well. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Two first round picks two second round picks and a roster player mm-hmm. was, was the original asking price for Jacob Chitron. So when you consider the fact that Ottawa basically gave up a top, a top 10, top 11 draft pick, depending on how the lotter, how the draft lottery uh, turns out for them and two second round picks, honestly, it's, I would almost consider this a steal by Ottawa. And yeah. Chitrin has term on his deal remaining. Who pays so, that? Arizona or Ottawa? Uh, yeah. Ottawa has him now. Mm-hmm. So you, if you pair him up with Thomas Chabot out there in Ottawa, I mean, you basically have your top two. Your top two left-hand. Well, th- this is a problem here. Is both of them are left-handed, so. Uh, you know, you're not going to really see the both of them play the top defensive line, but you do have your top two left-handed defensemen locked up for the future in in both Chabot and and Chitrin here. Uh, some of the other notable trades I did mention: Shane Gostas-Behar over go, going to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for a third round pick in 2026. Uh, Edmonton, they got in the defenseman race as well, acquiring Matthias Ekholm and a sixth-round pick from Nashville in exchange for defenseman Tyson Berry, forward Reed Schaefer, and a first-round pick this year as well as a fourth-round pick. That right there is one hell of a haul for the Nashville Predators. 
the fact that they were able to off to offload Matthias Eckholm's contract, bring in Tyson Berry, who's making about two million less per year, I believe, on his deal. Then you also bring in Reed Schaefer, who is a promising young prospect, a first round pick, and a well, granted, the first round pick is probably going to be uh, in the later half of the first round, I would assume anywhere from probably 17 to uh, 32 and a fourth round pick. I mean, that's a considerable price for the Edmonton Oilers to have to pay just to try and upgrade on defense. Uh, Some of the other trades as well, uh, the Rangers, they acquired Patrick Kane as well as defenseman yep. Cooper Zeck from the Chicago Blackhawks in a team deal that also included the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, as, as part of this deal, the Blackhawks, they received defenseman Andy Walensky along with a conditional second-round pick in this year's draft and a fourth-round pick in the 2025 draft from the Rangers. And they also got Billy Saharvi, Sarjar, I'm sorry, Saharvi, not Saharvi, Sarjarvi from the Arizona Coyotes. And the Coyotes, because I assume they, I, I assume they're also dealing with a portion of Patrick Kane's uh, remaining salary, they ended up getting a third round pick in the 2025 NHL draft as compensation for being involved in this three-team deal here and the biggest head scratcher that I have about this deal is that somehow Patrick Kane didn't get the Blackhawks a first round pick yeah highway robbery I mean it's a conditional it's a conditional second round pick but I would think that bringing in the likes of Patrick Kane would have at least warranted a, a guaranteed first round pick because the second round pick can yeah. become a first round pick depending on how far they advance in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I just, I think it's low. I'll just put it that way. Uh, right. What do you, uh, let's start with you, Alex. What do you think? What do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, about this price? Yeah. I mean, you kind of, you took the words out of my mouth right there. Perfectly said, I think just bottom line, too low of a price. Now, I will say, I think, because uh, I read a couple of quotes, I, I think, from uh, even from, like, the Chicago front office, like, we definitely feel like we did right. You know, they wanted to, they didn't want to send him to Siberia because he's, like, a proud, uh, you know, a big per. You know, we know, we all know about that. I don't need to explain it. But they wanted to, quote, unquote, do right by him and his family. So, that he, I guess he wanted to go to a contender. He wanted to go to New York. So, I guess, you know what I mean? The Rangers kind of had, like, the advantage there. They're like, oh, no you're making the trade. We're not giving up a first. Their hands were a little bit tied, but no, I mean, they should still have gotten it first. Cause I mean, what's, what's the chance of that first rounder becoming in two or three years, someone as good as Kane. Right. <laughs> That's a pretty fair price, right? I mean, the least they should get is the right. first rounder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, considering, Considering where the first rounder would fall, it would be in the low or, yeah, it would be in the low 20 or 
Well, I yeah. say low 20s, but when I say low 20s, I mean like 28, 29, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's weird because uh, the NHL is different because they don't do their first-round picks based off of where you finish in the regular season. They do the first-round picks based off of where you finish, period. Like if you wow. win the Stanley Cup, if you win the Stanley Cup, then you're the last pick in the first round. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, I mean, what I even said before, think about that. That's Even if they'd given up the first rounder, that's no guarantee that's a fair deal. They didn't right. even get a first gun in my head. Yeah, bad deal by the, by the Blackhawks. They should have at least gotten a first. What are your, what are your thoughts uh, on, this, on this deal, Lou? Because I know, I know you cover the, uh, the New York area. What, what are your thoughts on the Rangers pretty much committing highway robbery? Yeah. I mean, but now, brother, McCain was a little uh, sluggish in the beginning. I mean, he wasn't really scoring anything, and we were losing. But now, it's, you know, he seems to be uh, making the right moves here. Yeah, but it was highway robbery, though. I mean, you know, you're not always going to get, you know, a good, a good pick and whatnot. And like I was, was uh, saying, you know, the team with the Stanley Cup uh, doesn't get the last pick, so you know there is some disadvantage to that. But um, you know, I, I like the way things are going now. Right, and Patrick Kane is stepping in his game, and the Rangers are looking uh, a lot sharper than it was, say, about two weeks ago. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah, it did, it did get off to a very rocky start for the uh-huh. Rangers after after acquiring Tarasenko and also acquiring Patrick Kane. You know, it's got it's gotten gotten them a a little bit of getting used to the the new system that they have out there uh, in Madison Square Garden. But uh, you know, the Rangers they are coming around. I do think that they will be a threat potentially in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they will be an easy out, especially with their goaltend with their goaltending Igor Shesterkin. You know, he's one of the best he's in the league. Up. And I mean, there's just too much offensive firepower in that in yeah. that forward core, honestly. So, you know, I wouldn't really rule them out uh, at potentially making a playoff oh, oh. run, especially considering they're probably going to be facing. Sorry, Diane, but they're probably going to be facing New Jersey in the first round. So. Uh, however, you know the bit the big thing here too is. You take a look at New Jersey. New Jersey, they had to give up essentially, uh, you know, a king's ransom in order to get Timo Meyer. When did they give up? Well, let's see. The full trade is as follows. New Jersey, they acquire forward Timo Meyer as well as forward Timur uh, Ibragamov, as well as defenseman Scott Harrington, who is already on the Winnipeg Jets after being claimed on, claimed on waivers, uh, as well as defenseman Santeri Hataka, goalie Zachary Edmond, and a fifth-round pick in the NHL draft of 2024. Now, here's the thing. Timo Meyer is basically the only major league talent in this, in this uh, trade here uh, going to New Jersey. Uh, in return, New Jersey had to give up forward Fabian Zetterland, forward Andreas Janssen, defenseman Shakir Mukhamadulin, and as well as Nikita Okiotuk, 
as well as a conditional first-round pick in this year's draft, a conditional second-round pick in next year's draft, and a seventh-round pick in the 2024 draft. That's a pretty Mm -hmm. steep price to pay for Timo Meyer. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot when you consider that two of the two of the two of the uh, mentioned players are probably some of their top prospects that they have in that in that organization. Mm-hmm. That should have been a that the Blackhawks should have taken uh, taken a note from that notebook and gotten a haul like that. Yeah, exactly. Top prospects. You know. Wait, I mean, are, is he saying the Rangers are gonna lose? Are so are they? Is he saying the Devils are going to lose to the Rangers? It's possible. We have a score update here. Mm -hmm. Trey Turner with a grand slam in the top of the eighth inning has put the United States up 9-7 to over Venezuela. Didn't, did the baseball world really need the mighty Phillies suddenly? To, and then they, oh, they go out and add Trey Turner. I'm sorry, he might be the best player in the world. Yeah. They, I mean, look at that. Trey, Grand Slam. He, and he's like 27 years old. And they, took, and they took Jose Alvarado out to face, wow. in order to uh, – they put in Silvino Bracho to face off against Trey Turner, and Trey Turner hit a Grand Slam. Hey guys, Steve, who's the who's the team USA closer? Do they have one, or do they just kind of like mix and match? Because I mean, that's still a, it's, it's nine um, enough, right? I'll tell you right now, it isn't Daniel Bard with his forty-three point two zero ERA. Uh, but let me look real quick here. Let me see who they. Oh, you know, I mean, probably, they could. It's probably it's, it's probably now the de facto Mets temporary closer, Robertson, okay. but he should be on Team USA. I don't know no, it could, be, it, could be, it could be Ryan Presley. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's better. He's better. And just it could be Ryan Presley. I'm still, uh, I'm still Presley. Doing, I'm still Come on, guys. Let, let, me just, let me just look here real quick. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to see what the, uh, the remaining bullpen is. They got Presley. They got Miles Mik- Well, Mikolas mm-hmm. is, a, is a starter, mm-hmm. isn't he? He's a starter, and he's he's a really good pitcher, but he's more control. He throws like you know 80s. He's definitely not a closer. Mm. They must have been using him out of the bullpen then, in the WBC here because he's only pitched two innings so far. Who's that, right. Nicholas? Nicholas, yeah, yeah. I, maybe I undersold him. He he can he can throw a little faster, but he's not like a he's not your. Well, so far in tonight in tonight's matchup. Uh, Lance Lynn got the start. He went four innings, giving up four hits and two two earned runs, uh, struck out two, and he did give up a homer in the first inning. Uh, then Daniel Bard came in, and the entire game went to hell, giving up four runs on one hit, two walks, uh, and not recording a single out. Might I mm. add, and I believe I believe one of the uh, there may have also been an error too. I think then uh, Adam came in, got an inning of work. Adavino came in, got an inning of work, and Bednar came in, gave up one run in the bottom of the seventh. So uh, now 
I don't know who they're going to go with in the bottom of the eighth, but it doesn't matter because, you know, USA, not only are they up, but they're still up to bat right now. So uh, right, like we won't know that. about that until a while. What uh, what network's that on? Is that on Fox or ESPN? On Fox, yeah. Gotcha. And I'm also I'm out of state. I'm in Sunshine State. I'm finding my different channels everywhere. <laughs> right. Let's see. Yeah, UCLA, four-point lead. Bama just kicked off. There's about nine good games going on at once. Yeah, Bama, actually, Bama is losing by two right now to Maryland. So, still conundrum. There's too much going on. Then, you know, randomly there'll be, uh, like, not much going on on a random night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's still, there's still the possibility. You know, we were talking about upsets earlier in in uh, college basketball in March Madness, there is the possibility, you know, we could still be in line for a potential upset here. Uh, you know, Northeastern, they're only four behind UCLA. I know Jim will definitely like it if UCLA drops to Northeastern and somehow Northeastern, uh, you know, or wait, is that Northeastern yeah. or is that? No, Northwestern. I'm sorry, not Northwestern. They're within two. They just score. They're on like an 8-0 run. It's a two-point game. I mean, UCLA lost like three games all year. Am I like am am I in some other universe or something that for some reason I think Northwestern is Northeastern? Yeah, well you're from the Mac area. Come on, I can give you a a pass on that. I mean, I'm just I I guess I guess my brain for some reason has has stopped functioning for a, for a moment here, but yeah, it's uh it, it, we do have a potential upset here in the making if UCLA can't. Uh, can't close the door here. Uh, Texas did officially I'm, close the door on Penn State. On, I'm going to settle on UCLA. Obviously, guys, do me a favor. Tell me when it's like bottom of the ninth for uh, USA Baseball. I'm going to watch UCLA. They just have one one TV right now. All right. Uh, I do. I do have. Uh, I do have USA on. Actually, you know what? I'll switch it right now from. No, you don't have to, but if if you get the chance, if you see an update, let me know. I'm, I'm going to hop on my laptop, too, in a second. Okay. Uh, so just just some of the other – going back to the NHL real quick here. Uh, I do want to cover some of the other trades that mm-hmm. ended up taking place <laughs> at the deadline. Uh, we did get, of course, the Boston Bruins. They extended David Pasternak, their star forward, uh, to yeah. an eight-year, $90 million extension. Wow. Uh, John, Hen- John Henry, you may want to take a hint here. This is how you treat your homegrown talent. Yeah. Uh, Pasternak, 11 and a quarter million average annual value on this, uh, on this new deal, which uh, basically will take him until he's, I think, 33 or 34 years old is when he'll hit free agency. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, definitely, and and he's basically in a race right now with Connor McDavid to try and score the most goals this season. But Connor McDavid, I think he has a considerable lead, so I don't think, uh, I don't think that that he'll be caught. No. Uh, this one's a bit of a head scratcher. The Tampa Bay Lightning they acquired forward Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators in exchange for defenseman Cal Foot a conditional first-round pick in the 2025 NHL draft, a second-round pick in the 2024 NHL draft, 
and third, fourth, and fifth round picks in this year's draft. This this acquisition makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. This is, yeah. if anything, a if anything, this is a depth acquisition for Tampa Bay, and they basically they basically gave up the equivalent of what you would pay for a star player. Nashville, honestly, this may be the heist of the century yeah. for Nashville because in no way is a depth player worth even a first-round pick. Yeah. Not even close. No. So, I mean, you know, I just I just laughed my ass off. I'll put it that way. I laughed my ass off as soon as I right. saw that that trade go over the wire. I mean, it's maybe one of the one of the most astounding trades I've seen in NHL history. Uh the Toronto Maple Leafs they traded defenseman Rasmus Sandin to the Washington Capitals in exchange for Boston's first round pick this year that they traded originally in the Orlov and Hathaway deal to Washington. And Washington also gave up defenseman Eric Gustafson in this deal in order to upgrade on defense. So head scratcher, in my opinion, by Toronto. I don't know why they even wanted to get rid of Sandine. Maybe it has something to do with his contract, but a uh, pretty solid return, though, for him. A first-round pick and a, and a, uh, a lesser-known defenseman. This next deal, though, it breaks my heart for uh, for Jonathan Quick. A UMass, he's a UMass uh, a UMass alumnus. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets originally, before he got shipped off to Vegas, uh, he what, they acquired Jonathan Quick along with a conditional first-round pick in this year's draft and a third-round pick in next year's draft from the L.A. Kings in exchange for defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov and goaltender Jonas Korpisalo. Now, I guess I kind of get it. You know, L.A. needs help on defense. They get it with Gavrikov. But goaltending, I guess this is, you know, this is a, a case of switching goaltenders, uh, switching backup goaltenders. Maybe it has to do with Jonathan Quick's salary. But on that note, I'll be back next week. All right. Uh, let me move on, though to NFL free agency because we do have free agent frenzy having gone on this past week. And needless to say, Alex, there's been quite the, quite, quite the huge, uh, how should I put it? Tornado of activity that we've <laughs> yeah. seen take place. I mean, hell, you, can, you name you name any major free agent this year, and they all basically found new homes within the, within the first day. I mean, honestly, yeah. the first the first domino to fall was Jimmy Garoppolo, of all players, going to the Vegas Raiders. 
I'll always like him. I know some people he's polarizing, but he is a winner. I know it's corny, but it's true. I mean, you can do a lot worse than Jimmy G, right? I yeah, don't mind that you could move. Definitely, they're, not, uh, they're not they're not moving off of uh, Joe. Mon- they're not getting rid of Joe Montana. I mean, yeah, Derek Carr obviously mutually they had to break that band up. So I mean, I think it's a it's a decent like villain. It's kind of kind of equal, right? Aren't Carr and Gar- Garoppolo healthy? He's kind of equal to the Carr, and he's won a lot more. Not a bad move. Yeah, the problem I have with this, though, even though it's a three-year, 72 and three-quarter million dollar contract, the problem I have with this is if you want health, I mean, let's be honest, Derek Carr is is easily the better option. You're right. But, I mean, there was such a tumultuous, it was like when everything goes wrong, it's like, uh, you know. Getting let go or let's move on, relationship or work, you know, just like it soured. He was, he was done being a Raider. Your guy McDaniels uh, kind of soured on him, and it was just kind of, he, you know what I mean? He had to go. I always thought Carr's gotten a bad rap, just like Garoppolo. So they almost like both kind of moved on, and I, I think it's better for both of them. I, I think they can, either one can win, can get to a Super Bowl. I mean, Garoppolo's already gotten to the top. He's not, you know, going to be a Hall of Famer, but I don't know. Like I said, it's not a bad move for them. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's not a terrible move, but at the same time, though, I mean, come on. You're basically I, – I get it. Garoppolo is 40 and 17 in his career as a starter, and, you know, when he's healthy, he's he he's borderline elite. But – and he's not to mention he took – San Francisco to the Super Bowl, but come on. I mean, what do you want? You know, what do you want? Do you want health or do you want consistency or do you want both? Because, I mean, let's face it, when when Garoppolo is healthy, he is an impact player, uh, you know, behind, uh, behind center at quarterback. The problem is if I was Vegas, I don't think Derek Carr was the problem. I definitely, I, I do not think Derek Carr was the problem at all there in uh, in Vegas at quarterback. And honestly, they they basically decided with two games remaining in the season last year, you know, thank you for all you've done in Vegas, but also fuck you, we're moving on. Well, and yeah, they, the had been burned. They pissed him off. He was like crying. Remember, he was crying. I mean, he had to go. It's like they had. They just had to move on from him. Well, the big problem is, is that he isn't a Josh McDaniels guy. I mean, why do you think Josh McDaniels brought in not just Jimmy Garoppolo, but also he brought in Jacoby Myers? That's another. That's another gripe I have to I have to talk about here with Jacoby Myers uh, signing a three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal with the with the Vegas Raiders. Hmm, a certain other receiver that the Patriots signed got that same contract. Can you say a huge shot being taken at Mac Jones by a certain uh, a certain grumpy? aging coach Kobe yeah. Myers this past year well you know he's considered to be one of the top uh, receivers in free agency he did get 21 21 million guaranteed 
which, I mean, it's a hell of a payday for him, especially considering the Patriots only offered him two years, $12 million. I mean, that's basically a slap in the face for a guy who was considered to be your number one receiver this year. It's, I definitely think uh, with his production, 67 catches, 803 yards, and six touchdowns uh, this year with the, with the Patriots, He's definitely going to excel in Vegas, especially with especially with Garoppolo. It kind of makes me wonder if maybe perhaps Hunter Renfro might be on the move because both players play the slot, and let's face it, you're not going to acquire a slot guy and, you know, have him basically playing the outside or something. You and and they're not going to pay Myers that much money to be, you know, a fourth wide receiver. So somebody's going to be lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it's interesting and, how that how that's going to unfold. You know, another big another big head scratcher since we're on the Raiders. I mean, how the Raiders have made so much uh, so much noise. Oh yeah, they move a potential. They move an incredible all-world tight end to the Giants for a third-round pick, Darren Waller. I mean, it's, that that's it's, that's even more head, maybe even more head scratching. But it's mind-boggling. I I mean, and I I guess a, a, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Dar- there was there was a rumor that Darren Waller had requested a trade because he got pissed off that Josh McDaniels leaked. Uh, the date of his wedding or something like that. I I don't know. It's so stupid that you know he got so pissed off that he wanted to that he wanted to all of a sudden move on. It it, it didn't make any sense to begin with, and it still it still doesn't make sense now. The fact that the Raiders you know they're retooling their offense and then all of a sudden now they're like oh yeah we're gonna get rid of probably our, our best tight end in the last, what, decade? Yeah, I mean, Steve, if, 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 I, know it's a, I know it's a question mark. He's had some injuries, let's be honest, but it's hard to give up a guy like that. What is he? He's in the prime of his age-wise career. I'm sorry, you could put him up there with the top three or four still. If he's fully healthy and gets back to his mojo, you know, his best self, he could be like – a Gronk, the best or second best in the world. He's that good of a tight end. Give up a, for a third rounder. Again, what are the chances of that third rounder becoming close to a player as good as Darren Waller? Horrendous trade. Oh, you never a third know. rounder. You never know. I mean, let's just. I, I granted this. Uh, this was a once in a blue moon possibility here, but you know, Brady got drafted in the sixth round. I know. I, and, I I had some weird feeling. We're starting to really get to know each other. I had a feeling you're going to pull out the Brady card on me. Okay, Touche, fair enough. But I mean, but, yeah, the chances are not uh, overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I mean, let's take a look at let's take a look at Rob Gronkowski. He was drafted in the second round. And yeah. granted, well, let, let's see the know, Raiders. Granted, let's this see is the third Raiders. round. Well, and also let's see the Raiders act half as smart as the Patriots' brain trust with their drafting methodologies. I mean, I, it's probably going to pick uh, someone. I mean, look at their past few drafts. Granted, they had uh, Gruden and uh, Mitch Shea. Who was the guy? They both got fired. The Raiders literally missed them. Like, 18 of their last 20 draft picks are, like, not even in the league. 
So oh. hopefully the new brain trust does a little bit better. I for, I forget I forget who their previous GM was, but not, not that I'll, drastic, I'll tell you, you right my, now. You get they, my point. You get. I was exaggerating a bit, but you get my point. I mean, it's been brutal drafting. So yeah, a third rounder to the Patriots or like, of course I'm the you know Eagles Chiefs. There, there's right. different front offices that can do a lot with picks, but I mean the Raiders. It's like, if I if I had to trade Darren Waller. I would at least get three, at least two picks, because that right. minimizes the chances of blowing both. At least you get two shots. I'll tell, I'll tell you right now, though. Or, I'll, you know I'll, what? I'll sorry, right sorry, but how about, sorry, how about this, though? How about just a good starting defender? Because their defense is awful. You can easily get a good defensive player for an awesome tight end, straight up one on one deal, one for one. But, I mean, let, let's take a look at let's take a look at the past. Uh, you know, back in twenty, their defense, their defense is terrific. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know, back back in twenty twenty one, you had. Oh, actually, no, that's not really a good comparison because. Yeah, never mind. We're we're throwing. Well, that, no, no, I know they hit on Josh Jacobs, up. but remember, they hit on Josh Jacobs. Obviously, a really good player, but remember that same draft, the Raiders had three number one picks, and I'm I'm positive the other two picks I don't think are even on the Raiders. I mean, they've had that are out of the league. They're they're bottom, I'd say bottom three or four franchises drafted in the last five eight years. I mean, if I had, I, I don't know the, not like mathematically, but I mean, just that bad as far as like wow, a lot of their picks are no longer Raiders. Not a good sign. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll t- I'll tell you though who, the Chiefs don't do that. The, the, the best the best the best teams don't do that. The Bills don't do that. The Chiefs don't do it. You know. The Raiders like, yeah. cannot pick that well. Well, with who the Raiders have right now, though, Dave Ziegler is their new GM, and oh, okay. he was considered he was considered to be a member of uh, of Bill Belichick's inner circle for quite some time there in New England. So, gotcha. if you have just, if you have a member of Belichick's inner circle making draft picks. And he was considered to, you know, he was the main consultant that they went to for a lot of their draft selections the last couple of drafts. Oh, okay. Uh, well, hey, I'm, then I give him kudos. Uh, the guy sounds brilliant. Well, I didn't realize they got him. So, so Grant, so now you're right. Now there's that, that draft pick's worth a lot more. I would have at least gotten a second rounder. I don't know. I mean, Darren Waller, he's an, he's an awesome tight end. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, he definitely is. I, I guess my whole thing with Darren Waller is it's just a head scratcher. The fact that you're you're rebuilding, you're retooling your offense, and I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to move on from him. But uh, let me introduce the head of the Missy AE podcast. Without his help, none of these podcasts would be possible. Jim. Uh, how's it going celebrating your Hogs victory tonight? Oh, oh wow. my God, did I do some hollering. Oh, man, what a win. What a win. What a win. We took out number one Gonzaga last season. We take out number one Kansas this season. Coach, hey, you know what, Coach, though? You're not a sign killer. You, you, guys are becoming pre- you guys are becoming pretty big yourself. I mean. Arkansas is on the rise. Coach Mustard, for real. 
I mean, Coach Must is for real. He's good. He's I love really those, good. I love taking taking his shirt off. I love it, man. They're they're fully legit. <laughs> yeah, they they were fired up. They were fired up. Um, I I just hope they can keep it going. But man, what a woo! What a crazy game to watch. I mean, the the, the last three or four minutes was just like, oh, uh, it was like I was screaming, hollering, jumping, running around the room. I was just like, yeah. But I mean, good for you, I man. mean that, good for you. That's that that's that's sports. That's what it does to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I did th- I did think uh at first that the refs were going to screw them much like that much like the refs have done all season long to Arkansas. I really thought that uh the refs were going to somehow allow Kansas to either tie it or somehow get back in the lead in the uh, in the late minutes, but yeah, I, I was, uh, I was or maybe hoping, a Devo turnover. I, I was just hoping that the that the refs would let the players decide it. That I mean, fans want to see. They don't want to see right. a, a whistle. They don't want to see a whistle decide it. They want to see the players decide it. Exactly. They want to see. They want to see a Razorback decide it, not a zebra. <laughs> oh man! Well, at That's least we really- made the we made the Sweet Sixteen for the third straight year. Now, if we can get to the eight, we'll make the eight for the third straight year. So we'll see. We'll see. Who are they? Uh, um, who are they? Uh, who, are they uh, who are they looking at? Uh, potentially, do they, are they confirmed for their next opponent, or is it? Uh, who yeah, are they looking at next? Uh, Steve, it, it, who it? It's UConn or, or who? Somebody who is playing UConn. UConn or St. Mary's, depending on who wins. UConn or St. Mary's. Yeah, we go. I'm a Connecticut guy. It's going to be fun. The UConn, they're looking legit this year. I mean, I think UConn, Arkansas right yeah, now. I, man, I, man. I, I told, I told Arkansas, Steve that today. I said, I I hope somehow UConn loses because they're good. <laughs> you know you know what they finally got this year? Um, They got some size. They got a really good freshman that's coming off the bench. From right around where I grew up, down in Fairfield, in Connecticut, and he—I mean, he's probably just turned 18, but he played at a small high school. He's like seven-one, and I think he had about maybe a double-double the first round. So I mean, yeah, they—they they have a little bit of size. I think. Yeah, I, is better I uh, player, but. On, on one on one of my brackets in the uh, in our Whispers March Madness, I picked UConn to go a long way. So, um, but. The other side of the bracket, if they could get past St. Mary's or UConn, then they would most likely have Gonzaga or UCLA to get to the Final Four. Gonzaga. I don't know if UCLA, if UCLA can potentially be upset by Northwestern. Northwestern only has a, a three-point deficit right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we took and out we took out odd. Gonzaga we took out Gonzaga last year when they were number one. We took out Kansas this year when they were number one. So, I I, I don't I don't I don't think Coach Must scared about playing top seeded no. teams. I think he I think they kind of get more motivated. No, and I think it's yeah, dangerous but, to say, oh wow, we beat Kansas now. We but hey, you know what? Confidence wise, they can be they're not going to see a better roster than that. So yeah, they got to stay focused right now because you're right. They have, they're not afraid. They have no reason to be fearful of anyone. 
Right. To be honest, right. though, to be honest though, Jim, you know, Muss has to wake the hell up in some of these games. I mean, <laughs> keeping keeping players. I mean, I I I remember uh, reading your te- you know your messages as you were sending them to me, wondering why the hell he was keeping Debo still out there. Uh, yeah, but but, you know, but when, see, it, it's like it's like I told you. It's like I told you today, Steve. I mean, Devo makes me so damn mad, but then the son bitch comes up with 21 points in the second half. I mean, right. so, I mean, what, what, I mean, it, he's like a, I don't know, he's kind of like a, oh, he's don't like do that, don't do that, don't do, don't do that, don't do that. Oh, great shot. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's like a magician. He's like a magician almost. That you you don't know yeah, what's gonna I mean, what's gonna come out of him uh, next. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it it, it it's a it's definitely a love and hate relationship with him because the reason he's in the lineup he's our best defensive player. We stick him on the best offensive player on the other team, but. He does have experience. I mean, he's been there the last two seasons in the Elite Eight. So, and most everybody else we have are are freshmen and juniors and, um, I mean, freshmen and sophomores. So, I don't know. Man. It, it, it's, it, it's a crazy relationship with him because he, he, he can look so horrible and then he can just, get hot and bring you back and you're like I can't believe what I'm seeing. Sounds a little bit like a like a like a guy I grew up watching here and there, uh John Stark. Like he's maddening. He's polarizing, but when he's I remember I remember him. You love I remember it. You him. Love it. Yeah. Fearless yeah. and sometimes you go, What are you doing? and but then you go, Wow, it worked. Yeah. Yeah, that that's kinda how it is with that's kinda how it is with Devo. So uh I mean, I see so many horrible things with him, and then it's like he freaking can't miss a shot. So it's like you have to you have to take the bad with the good. Yeah. By the by the way, Alex, you may want to tune into the World Baseball Classic soon because uh, we're down to one out remaining in the top of the ninth for. Uh, okay. And Venezuela is still down by two, but. Uh, what you may a, what want to tune this, into that what at about one point. this Maryland? What about this Maryland Alabama game? The uh, I mean, what's the deal? These they they can't score points. It's very <laughs> surprising. It's very surprising with Alabama, considering they're probably one of the highest ranked point per game uh, teams in the entire uh, you know in the entire tournament. Yeah, I mean, ne- neither team can score. It's I don't. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going on. Um, Auburn. I'm it's it looked like it looked like deficit. Auburn was going to really give Houston a lot of trouble, but then then ran away with it. Right. Yeah, they're good, man. They're good. That's another team that could easily uh, we could wake up. They could be. They could be atop the the race at the end. Yeah. I mean, and, they're, and, one, and the, they're one. Of the horses. And 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 the thing about them, Alex, is the final four. Is in Houston. Wow, wow! I did not even win. I didn't even put two and two. I I, I don't know if I mentioned you, but I, I'm I'm out visiting mom for a couple weeks out in Florida. So, 
I'm, yeah. I'm not not as fully dialed in. Wow, that's that's cool. The fact that they could potentially be in the host uh, the host city. Yeah, they they could they could host the Final Four. Wow, that'd be that'd be fun. So oh, they were they were showing an update. Somebody had just scored. I can't. Oh, they must be in timeout, maybe. Or they, yeah, they might be in a TV timeout. UCLA and Northwestern. I thought somebody had just scored. Uh, yeah, they yeah. I think it. I think it's a. a I think they're coming back from a timeout. Well, uh, Alabama leads Maryland twenty-one seventeen with three. Real right at four minutes left in the first half. Neither team. I mean, four minutes left in the first half, and it's twenty-one seventeen. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like, it sounds like one of those scores where I normally, uh, whenever I bet an over/under, I'm usually the guy who would take that on that, that over. <laughs> no one can hit the side of a barn whenever I take, when I take the over. They can't they can't throw a nickel in the ocean. Oh my God, that's hilarious! That's hilarious. No, the uh, the under has been whooping ass in the but, tournament. But I get it. I get it. I get it. I totally. I would have taken the over. Honestly, I'm not a college uh, basketball guy as much, and I I do like to throw a couple of shekels here and there. Florida doesn't have um online betting, so I'm kind of safe out here. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama's up twenty four. Alabama's up twenty four seventeen. By the way, uh, an update on Jose Altuve. Looks like he may have a potential broken thumb, so that's another injury caused by the WBC. Man, yeah, you know the you know these these ML, MLB teams are going to start to uh, ask these players not to play in this stuff. We mentioned that earlier. Yeah, it's a, that's a very strong possibility. I mean. I mean, Edwin Diaz, you had maybe one of the best one or two, three closers in the world, just gets injured after he signed a, the biggest contract in closer history, in relief pitcher history. I mean, and then, yeah, like Steve just mentioned, Altuve, he's a Hall of Fame second baseman. He goes down. These owners are going to say, uh, you guys aren't going. We'll send the minor leaguers. Yeah. We'll, send, uh, well, we'll send college and, and I mean, I mean, to be all on, I mean, to be honest about it, I mean, if if you're a team owner, Aren't you going to think that? Aren't you going to say that? Yeah. I'm paying you to play for us. I'm not paying you to go do this stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, at that level. I mean, love it or hate it, it's a business. You're throwing yeah. millions of, of dollars around. I'm protecting the assets. Right, right, right. And, Alex, it is Presley. He is in for the close right now. Oh, nice. I'm just turning it on. <laughs> So the winner of this will face Cuba in the semifinals with uh, Japan facing off against Mexico on the other side. And obviously uh, the winner of that will will face whoever beats, assuming USA hangs on here in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, they do have one of the best closers in Major League Baseball right now trying to close it out here. So, uh yeah, it's it should be a very uh, a very interesting finish to the uh, World Baseball Classic here. And Jim, you know, I got to tell you, uh, the Red Sox big guy they got in in the off season this year, Masataka Yoshida, he's looking pretty good for Japan. He, yeah, I, I, I've noticed that he really is. He's looking really good, really good. They they may have, they play. may have found they. 
they may have found them somebody. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a corner outfielder. But if, it, it, I, if, I was, if they have, if if they have, you know, in a couple of years, they'll just let him walk because they won't pay him. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's although not, let's you know. be let's be fair though. <laughs> let's be fair though, Jim. He'll be in a in a couple of years. I mean, it's not it's not like we're signing a young player. He's basically right in the middle of his prime right now. So. Let's put it this way. I would be more willing to lose Yoshida at the end of his deal, which is like, I think, four years. I'd be more willing to lose Yoshida. Considering, when you consider uh, a player going into their mid-30s, usually they tend to start to drop off. But, I mean, I, I, would, be, I would be more okay with losing him than losing Bogart like we did. Yeah. Well, we knew that was coming, though. Man, I'm out I mean, here in Florida. I can't even find Fox. I can't even find the baseball. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> well, we're down, I got, I we're down to the final game. strike now. Uh, yeah, that ship is sailed. I'm sticking with basketball. Yeah, we're, down, like we're down to the you, final strike. You, UCLA, UCLA is up by four wow. with uh, 36 seconds left. Yeah, I'm back on that. What a game. Yeah, Bama's and still – yeah, you're right. You're right. Still, like, 26 to 19, they're projected. I mean, look, do the math. The half's almost over. You're looking at 100 points total. That's yeah. not – I mean, these two teams traditionally all year played to – I mean, if you were to talk batting over under, 160, 150. So they're playing, <laughs> like, 30% slower than their pace. So they're, they're just not hitting shots. <laughs> You want to know what the over-under is? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, hundred and forty-two and a half. Wow! Okay. Wow! I'm I hit some, I hit I hit my spots here and there when I'm when I'm allowed to get on that phone <laughs> when I'm not in Florida. Except you can that, score I, another I, one for the other. I, I, I blew I blew a lot of lunch money on the uh, Eagles Super Bowl. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Can't hit them all. Well, you know, no, I'm, I'm you not, know, in, in, a, in a good month, of, I'm I'm not crazy or uh, over the top or anything, but I, I definitely like to, you know, no, like fifty here, eighty there, spice it up here and there on a weekend. Uh, the you Eagles, know, though, you Eagles, bring up, the, I I I, un, I unloaded on uh, my Eagles. That that was not a good look. You know, though, you bring up the Eagles. You br- you bring up the Eagles, though, even though they lost quite a few people, they did surprisingly. Keep quite a few as well. They kept James Bradbury. Yeah, they yeah, kept I mean, Darius I, I mean, Clay. The thing, the thing yeah, with they, the Eagles, they, it's hard to keep up with because they let they let a lot of people go, but then they kept a lot of people. Yeah, they kept a lot. Yeah. of them, like you guys said, I mean, you guys both know their roster. I mean, that's a dan- that's the best Eagles team I've seen in twenty years. I mean, so they, I mean, they had fifteen, eighteen, nineteen good defensive players, but they lost three or four. But you wake up and they they re-sign the two two great cornerbacks, so that's great. They, Fletcher Cox is back. He's slowed down. He's more of a rotational guy, but a great you know great veteran to have in the locker. Oh, he's good. He, and then he's they brought good. back uh, they brought back Brandon Graham and, and boom, they brought back my guy uh, Jason Kelsey for one. That NFC is still wide open, man. Most of the talent, most of the young quarterbacks in the AFC, Eagles can get back yeah, next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know if y'all have talked about this yet. Um, and if you have, forgive me for bringing it up, but 
it seems to be a pretty good debate right now whether this is going to be a move that really, really works or it's probably just going to be like a eight and nine season. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Oh, no, we did not bring that up. Uh, Steve, can I yeah. Go? Steve, can I jump in not, real quick? Um, no, yeah, no, I, was right right. Good, I, I was thinking it would be a great move because I – you know, being in the Connecticut, New York area, my girlfriend's down in New York. I work there. So I'm, whatever. I watch. I'm usually getting all the New York games every Sunday. So I, I had to watch the Jets too much. But, I mean, just watching them, most people like you guys know, I mean, they have a really – Jets have a great defense, a great young defense. Exactly. It's gonna, exactly. It's going to be better next year. Uh, they have the offensive rookie of the year, uh, like a young – not a Randy Moss, but you get my point. Garrett Wilson, sensational receiver. They had Brees Hall who was the best young running back, and then he blew out his knee. So, I mean, they got weapons. I, I plug in, they were just missing a quarterback to make the playoffs. And then you had Aaron. But now Aaron Rodgers is sending like a hostage, like a ransom note. He, he, needs, about, uh, <laughs> he needs about eight players before he uh, agrees. And he's, uh, he's off uh, taking peyote somewhere. I mean, what's this guy doing? He's, I don't know. He's a head kid. He well, well, he, he, he hasn't even he's being yet. what he is. He's being what he is. Diva. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, exactly. he's already, you know what I mean? It's like some supermodel. Not even a first date. He's already putting up a, there's a lot of I mean, drama I going mean, on. He, he he, even, he's, he not, even, he's not even signed yet, and he's telling, <laughs> he's telling them what moves to make. Well, no, and that's, that's the type of person he is. No one's ever done it, so Aaron's going to do it. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah. He did say it's not. He did say it's not on him. It's all on the Packers because the Packers uh, are basically demanding a yeah. shit ton, basically for for Aaron Rodgers to go to <laughs> yeah, the Jets. Yeah, so I yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you get Steve, you get that with the trade for him, right? But he's telling the Jets. You need to sign this person, this person, this person, and this person. <laughs> that right. don't have nothing to do with his trade. Well, I think I think it's I think it's because he has a no trade clause partially, so he can decide essentially. Well, I mean, the the Packers have already decided they're moving on from him, regardless if he stayed or not. Uh, you know, jo- uh, Jordan Love was going to be their starting quarterback, which I find hilarious, by the way. But, uh, you know, they decided from the get-go that they were moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And with Aaron Rodgers having a partial no-trade clause, you know, he can essentially decide where he wants to go. Right. But does he decide what the team does, where he's going, before yeah. he even he signs a contract? If you're a desperate enough team like the Jets, uh, yeah, the Jets will get, the Jets will do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, I mean I, that that's true. It's but just that's a poor it's, it's it's not a it's not a classy move. It looks it, it's in poor form. But again, I mean this is kind of who Aaron Rodgers is, right? Yeah, I mean yeah, I agree. I, I agree one hundred percent. And it, I, it, I, not for nothing, it, it's not a for shitty nothing, move. But that's yeah. him. And not for nothing, I'm not going to keep wasting all night on, on Rodgers. It's my own take, though. Just watching him through the years, I was never I was never blown away. The guy always looks like he's either uh, 
just smoked uh, some marijuana or, you know, he's just kind of like, oh, what's going on later after the game? He always looks like he's kind of lazy and, like, not interested. He always talks bad about his teammates. You know what I mean? He'll, yeah. he'll shoot someone out in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Steve. He's always Steve, a bad teammate. He's a bad teammate. Steve, if right. you want to look at it, you want to look at it. Everyone uh-huh. that talks all this hype about how great Aaron Rodgers is. No, no. How many? How many Super Bowls? He he won one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl, yeah. Oh, and and from, uh, from 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 Freeman to Dorsey Levins to Devontae and, and Adams. And he can't. The guy's acting like he had no talent. He had plenty of talent. He can't even win playoff games at Green Bay in the cold weather. Right. What the hell does he think he's going to get in New York? <laughs> if it's weather, yeah, if it's weather, that's the problem. What the hell does he think he's going to be playing in in New York? And 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 he's been in Green Bay, where they love him. He's going to a New York media. Uh, brace yourself, Aaron. Brace yourself, Aaron. Have a bad game up there and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not he wants be, everything. It's not going to be a pretty picture. He wants everything his way. It's, he wants his list of uh, hostage commands. It's never his fault. He never has enough talent. He's never happy. So I mean, I'm not, I mean, he's turned me off tenfold. Oh, I, hey. I could not agree with you even more. <laughs> hey, uh, let I me just, bring I in. I do not like the guy. You know, I be, just do not from, like him. I just, I just don't like area, him. You know. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have a couple of really, really, really great guys. They're not cocky fans. The Jets are like the the Mets of that market, right? They're like the they're like the uh, the younger brother. Right. They're not the right. cocky Yankee fans. They're not Giants fans. Are usually Yankee fans, so they they got the ego. The Jets are just right. like those fans are hungry and loyal, and they're just they're just they just want like a legit like a respectable team. So I mean, Rogers is not a fit. I don't know. I don't know. And let me bring in uh let me bring in JB. How you doing tonight, JB? Hey, I'm doing fine. What's up, JB? Hey. <laughs> I'm yeah, more or less I'm here, I'm, I'm here tonight. <laughs> I I know. I'm a, a lot of times I call just uh just to listen and Steve and always then, wants my then, opinion and it's like then, My then opinion. You hear, then you hear, then you hear me, and you're like, "I got the call in." <laughs> I did. I was over my sister's house, and uh, I saw that uh, your team uh, won. Oh my God! Thought, they beat Kansas. You know what? I could hear I could hear you guys I could hear you all the way up here all the way up the Ohio River screaming and hollering and I thought what the heck oh okay I know what he's screaming and hollering about now Uh Texas 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 wins 71-66 so they advance yeah, and here you know here I here I thought that Texas uh, normally in normally when March Madness hits that's usually when they crumble. No, they usually Tex- crumble Tex- very early on. Texas is good. They're really good. They're really good. And they may they may even be better under the coach that had to take over 
from the coach they let go, who's going to Ole Miss next season, they may be even better under this coach. Mm. Yeah, that's right. They don't have Chris Beard. Right. I forgot about that. I forgot. I forgot yeah. he got he got released. Uh, but it it it, it, with it his, honestly it stuff. honestly seemed like they got better after he left. Yeah, that could ver- that could very well be so when you consider uh, the fact that may maybe perhaps you know a team just need just needs a change in uh, just needs a change in leadership. Yeah. You know, yeah. though, Jim, I, I got and don't gotta, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think Chris Beard's a fantastic coach. I mean, he started out in Jonesboro, Arkansas, at Arkansas State. Um, he wanted the Arkansas job really, really bad, and they, you know, they went with Muss. Um, but I mean, he went to Texas Tech, and they were very, very successful he went to texas he had them on a roll i mean the guy is is a good coach but it's going to be a little different sec it's just it's so damn hard in sec yeah you know the other jim good i was just about to say the importance the older i get i mean whatever mid 40s going on 20 as it stands no, the older I get, though, each year watching all these great coaches and players, now I really respect the importance of how crucial it is to, I mean, to get an incredible college coach. Uh, much more right. I'm much more important a pro coach. Because not only you deal, you're teaching kids to become men and deal with right. the pressure. And then, I mean, this the other, maybe the other 70% of it, recruiting. Getting on the phone. Oh, so this, heck yeah. Wow, heck we yeah. can relate to this coach, Mom. Who's this guy out here? I want to go there. I mean, I mean, the I, mean everything. I, I I can I can I can tell you that right now with with uh, Arkansas with Coach Muss. Recruiting. I mean, he's he's already he's already talking to six players in the transfer portal about coming next season, who yeah. all average yeah. fifteen points or more. And now, you, yeah, like you said, now you got the transfer. I was thinking about you know a sixteen-year-old. In California, might be going. Wow, uh, mom or whoever. Hey, I want to go to Arkansas. I mean, you create that energy, and people start looking at that team. You got recruits coming out. You know, coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. And 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 the other thing about it, and it sounds crazy, but a lot of it is social media. How they handle social oh, yeah. media. You know, yeah. are they very very active on Twitter? Are they out there? Are they promoting? Are they recruiting? Are they using all their little social media tools? Coach Muss is really, really good at that. Um, so, um, yeah, you're right. It, 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 I mean, it, 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 it's a whole different world than it used to be. Oh yeah, you weren't fly, you weren't taking two days to fly out to, uh, you know, somewhere in Texas to sit on the couch and talk for eight hours to, to you know someone's mom or dad or grandpa about going to their school. Yeah. Now you're, rec- you're recruiting digitally. Yeah. You're exactly. recruiting on social media. Exactly. It's, huge. it's a lot easier and a lot quicker. It's a lot quicker. Exactly. I mean, it's a digital world. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Best college coaches now. Best college coaches now are dialed up on those uh, social media. Exactly. 
and and they, I mean it's gotten to the point where they even there there are certain websites that post stuff like that as to who are the most um, active coaches on Twitter. I mean, wow. who gets the most responses on Twitter? And wow. and Coach Musk from Arkansas is always at the top of the list because he gets into that stuff. I mean, he brings in he brings in coaches from other teams. He brings in MLB stars. He brings in rock stars. He brings in all kind of people to come to Arkansas to help him recruit. It's it's a no brainer. It's brilliant, and it's a no brainer. He, you know, you know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, he he uses he uses what they give him, you know, and uh, the and, and there's other schools like that. There's other coaches that do that, but he's just really really good at it. Calipari used to be great at it, but it's kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of like there's a bad stain on Calipari now. People don't want to go there for some reason. I don't know. Like the thrill is gonna, the, 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 you know, the, I don't know. The shines off the, the thrill is gone. They used to be. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like that used to be a good thing, but it's really not so much a good thing now. Oh, the one and done. I mean, he was he was yeah. hey, come here, come here for about eleven months or fifteen months of your life. And I'm going to get you in bed with, you know, the scouts. You're, I'm going to punch a ticket one year, and then you're going to go play for the NBA. And now it's kind of shifted off that again. Yeah. Jim, go, going back real quick to your to your uh, point about Aaron Rodgers with the uh, with the Jets. I think if – let's face it. The Jets, they do have a lot of talent offensively. You got CJ Uzama, who's their who's their top tight end. You added in Alan Lazard, which honestly, I mean, let's be frank, it's pro- it probably was a huge overpay by the Jets. I wouldn't have given him eleven million per year. Uh, you know, you got Garrett Wilson, who was the rookie of the year last year. You also have Elijah Moore. You have Corey Davis, yeah. if he can be anywhere close to where he was with Tennessee. Uh, oh yeah, can stay healthy. You have Lazard. They are, yeah, they are talented. They are talented offensively. I think if they end up becoming a you know uh, an eight and nine team, it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be oh, on yeah. everybody else. Yeah, well, see, see, that's the thing because it, it's like uh, it was mentioned before. Their defense is solid. They have a good right. defense. You don't have to worry about their defense. They have a defense that can win ball games. Oh, it was their offense and basically the quarterback position. And you just laid out why they should be successful on offense. One would argue. Season. So one would argue if, they have a better they have a better roster offensively. One would argue than what the Packers had last year. Oh, 100%. If 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 they are not successful, 
I guess we're going to have to understand Aaron Rodgers' skills are starting to fade. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, because who, who else point they, the, the, they, they have the pieces. The other thing that Aaron Rodgers did was he decided to leave a weak, weak NFC and come to yeah. a very strong AFC. I mean, you've yeah. got you got Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got uh, A Bear, you've got Joe Cool. I mean, yeah, you got Burroughs. Oh my God, <laughs> come on! You, you got four, you or five, and four or five, four or five of the best the, in the last twenty-five years in one conference, the a, and they're all the under, AFC they're all under twenty-five years old. Is loaded. And you got Sean Payton now with Russell Wilson, so you know that's going to be better. Yeah, oh, and yeah. and Burrow you finally, you decide, and, and finally you decide I'm coming. You decide I'm coming to the AFC. Well, welcome to the AFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and another thing too, Burrow actually has protection now. They uh, they ended up signing Orlando Brown Jr. from Kansas City. Probably wow. Kansas City's top tackle. Yeah, and I wow. mean, look. I mean, yeah, it's all that. The Bengals were so close. The Bills looking for that window of the Super Bowl for about four years. Yeah. They're knocking. Yeah, you guys all brought up excellent points. I mean, this is going to be a hell, a murderer's road. Good luck trying to get to that big dance. Rodgers yeah, 39. I, 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 mean, I just, I, 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 I mean, if that, I mean, this is what he wants to do, but now that's I, think I, I think I would have stayed in the NFC where it's not nearly as competitive and strong. The Jets, the Jets are so desperate to be relevant because with a good quarterback, like we've all said a few times, I, that's the playoff. Yeah, team, I think really good young team. Brees Hall, I mean, maybe one of the best young running backs. Brees Hall, he got injured early, and then Garrett Wilson, but hey, offensive rookie of the year. Maybe the best young receiver. They've drafted two or three uh, number one. They have a good young offensive line. I think the Jets are just going to be facing too many good qu- young quarterbacks. They would almost be better off getting yeah, like see that, that's, quarterbacks. Yeah, see, that's the whole – I agree with you. That's the whole <laughs> the win- thing. The, window, the, the window's too tight. Like, they're, that's that's they're the whole thing. To win. That's they're the whole thing. They, like could go, they could go – and depending on what Lamar Jackson does, they could go nine and seven and not even make the playoffs. And then Rodgers might in two years he's gone, and then they have to almost start over. Yeah, uh, Lamar Lamar would have been a better fit because you'd have another five or seven years. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, so, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised that nothing has happened with Lamar Jackson so far. I mean, uh, that, what his, he's doing his 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 asking price is too high. <laughs> For yeah. how much he's on the field, he misses right. too many damn games. And he's uh, apparently he's uh, he's going to do his own version of the decision apparently because uh, <laughs> he's teasing. Come on, man. He, he's, we don't need that he's, again. He's 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 <laughs> an exclusive interview right. with himself. To be released on his YouTube channel, apparently. So he's going to make his decision on YouTube. 
Lamar, uh, Lamar gonna, do you do you want me do you want me to tell you what he's going to do? He's going to re-sign with Baltimore for a year or two. Does he have to? That's that's, that's what he's going to do. Nobody well, yeah, else. Gonna, nobody else is going to pay him what he wants. Right. Hey, he got franchise tagged, so I mean, I, he'll be making what twenty-eight million, I think. Teddy is he the is the number for quarterbacks this year. Yeah. I think that's the number somewhere around there, twenty six, twenty eight million or something for quarterbacks on the franchise tag. If he if he didn't if he didn't miss so many damn games, there would have been teams lined up to sign him. Yeah, but by, he by he misses, and 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 what hurt him was last year in the playoffs when it's widely known. He could have played, and he didn't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he he was kind of yeah. he wasn't even on the sidelines. Wow, thanks for he didn't that up. even travel. He, he didn't, didn't even travel. go to the game. And he didn't even go to the game. I mean, at least you know Jimmy G was laughing when the Niners were getting their ass kicked. At least he was in sweatpants on the sidelines. <laughs> well, to be Lamar, fair, to be Lamar, fair, Jimmy G. Lamar didn't even I'll, go. I'll give him that. Lamar didn't even yeah, go, so teams look at that. They look and say our quarterback should be our leader, and this is who we want to be our leader. He won't even someone, show up. Someone said, I think someone said on social media, oh, you know, if you have an ACL injury, they didn't want him on the sidelines. Okay, fine. Put him in a suite. <laughs> have five yeah. What do you mean? He can't be, he can't be in the be area fair, code. He's going to get injured uh, watching G. the game. To, to be fair, Jimmy G couldn't even play though. He like he wasn't in oh, any no, position no, no. to play. So. No, I love I love the fact that Jimmy G was there. I was agreeing with him saying Lamar couldn't even be in the stadium. He didn't even travel with the team. That's ridiculous. And he's the leader. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. There's no excuse for it. I mean, I mean the bo- the bottom line. He sold out. He sold out. Yeah. And now he wants a big deal? No, no, doesn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I sold out on this team, this franchise, these players, ownership, but give me a max deal. And and, and the guy that owns the team saying, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, uh, Jim, looks like uh, looks like Damian Harris is gone from New England potentially because uh, the, the Patriots did – uh, did sign his potential replacement in James Robinson. Formerly, uh, he had he well, was I mean, better I when mean, he was with Jacksonville. That's, that's that's always that's always New England. It's it's a revolving door at running back. They don't keep nobody. So they use you a year or two. They use you a year or two, and you're gone. And they bring in somebody else. Look look at Blunt. Countless others. Well, Blunt was different, though. Blunt, Blunt was like the one running back that they actually re-signed. Yeah, that He's was the one running back that they actually chose to re-sign. But we've seen seven or eight guys that are really good for a year or two, and then oh, they just kind oh, of, of course. Out. I mean, yeah, and and they've had good running backs. They just don't want to keep well, them. Well, because they don't want to draft. They don't. They don't pick them first. They, they don't want to sign them. You know, eighty million dollar deal, and that's the way the game's changing now. 
if you get a great offensive line, look at the Eagles. They let their running back walk. They didn't even look at him. Miles Sanders. Plug in two or three other guys. We'll see what it, that works. But yeah, well, they replaced him with Rashad Penny. Yeah, Penny. But yeah, not to not to shift to the Eagles. But I mean, the Patriots are smart. They, I mean, if you have the quarterback, obviously, and a line, an offensive line makes a lot of people look good. So you can plug a guy in there and get a thousand yards, and you don't have to you don't have to overpay him and kill your cap. It's funny talking about quarterbacks because, uh, Jim, this brings me to my next topic. What do you think of the Patriots giving three years, $33 million to Juju Smith-Schuster, but not to Jacoby Myers? I'm, I'm kind of I'm torn on that because I'm trying to figure out which one of them is the best. I don't I, I mean, I know Myers was a Patriot, but trying to figure out, is Juju better? Uh, Juju had a down year last year. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's better. Um, if, if they're equal, it was a shitty thing for Jacoby. But... And from what I've heard, it's not a it's not a thing about which receiver was better. It was kind of a thing about uh, Belichick sending a sending a message and sending a shot at Mac Jones because Mac was so high on uh, right. Yeah, on on Myers. Yeah, on Myers. Right. Do that. He would do that. Young oh, that's I mean, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Weird. Bill would, Bill would definitely do that. Are you going to speak about this? I'm going to do the opposite to piss you off. I mean, that's weird. But to a young, younger quarterback, that's that's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, well, here's I, here's the thing. Hey, with the, it's not it's not going to piss me off because I totally agree. But here's the thing, though, with Juju. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at his numbers. He had a down year last year, but he had more receiving yards than Myers. He also had slightly he had about 12 more catches than Myers. Uh, only three touchdowns compared to Myers is six. Uh, however, his last fully healthy season, which was uh, which was with Pittsburgh in 2020. He had nine touchdown catches. Well, and and the thing you can say about last season, Steve, is uh-huh. he was with he was with Kansas City, and they spread it out. I mean, yeah. it's not like he's going to be the guy. They spread it out, so his stats probably would go down with Kansas City. Right. I think I think pure athleticism. And pedigree and, you know, resume on my 4 three forty, uh, you know, five-star, blah, 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 college scouts and, and whatnot. Juju is obviously the pick. I think Jacoby Myers is probably a harder worker, more reliable. D- hasn't got injured. I mean, Juju's had a couple big injuries already. He's always yeah. running his mouth. I, I don't know. A little bit more upside. I think Jacoby's a lot more balanced and more consistent, I think. Well, and and he was a Patriot. That was the thing. He was a Patriot, and he was Mac Jones' yeah. favorite target. And Man, Bill took up. that away. Bill took it away. And, I mean, and, you do and, have I to mean, wonder you, if Bill. Listen, you can't ignore. You can't ignore the fact 
that Myers signed a contract with the Raiders. Bill didn't sign him, but then Bill signs Juju for the same fucking contract. (laughs) Right. I mean, you you do have to wonder. And, and dude, Juju would sign him with an XFL team if they offered more money. He's not loyal. (laughs) You know, though, you do do have to wonder if maybe Bill is banking on Juju. If, if, If Juju becomes the premier receiver again because let's face it there were there were other options in Kansas City you have to wonder if Bill is banking on Juju becoming the receiver that he was with Pittsburgh again where he has where he averages seven to nine touchdowns per season yeah I mean he's a home run threat he's got a lot more upside than I think maybe even Jacoby just on paper I, I don't know the problem with Jacoby was was they kept, you know, they they just kept throwing short passes to him. That was a huge problem with Jacoby. Is you know for for pretty much his entire career they have been throwing short passes to Jacoby Myers. I mean Brady didn't really, uh, you know, Jacoby came in during Brady's last year in New England and Brady wasn't really uh, he didn't really trust Jacoby Myers. Uh, then, you know, Mac or not Mac Jones, um, Cam Newton didn't really trust him. And, you know, Jacoby didn't really start to come around until Mac Jones was drafted. And, you know, these, he, through two years with Mac Jones, he had, he had eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns, 1,600 yards, and about 150 catches compared to 85 catches his first two years. You know, it's I think I think I really do think this was a this was a huge shot by Belichick towards towards Mac Jones. The fact that Mac Jones, the fact that Mac Jones dared to seek outside counsel. Uh, from outside of the organization, he spoke to other coaches around the league. Uh, you know, when when it came to dealing with his situation that he was finding himself in in New England, I think that's that's basically what pissed Belichick off. And yeah, he had, the fucking, fact he had a fucking high school, a fucking defensive coordinator calling fucking plays for him. Right, yeah, I'd be I'd be seeking advice elsewhere too. I know. You know, I, I I mean, I can't say I really blame Jones. I would probably be doing the same thing. But, you be asking, what, what, are they, uh, what are they trying to do to me? Destroy me? I'd be asking other people. You know, I honestly, I honestly think that even before all the problems happened with Mac, just the fact that Belichick, I, I think Belichick never even wanted Mac Jones. Belichick uh, would prefer if he if he wasn't getting any pressure from Kraft. He would probably prefer to start Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. I mean, Jones was never really considered to be the quarterback that Belichick wanted in the draft. I'm just so confused by that. You guys know the roster and the, the mindset of the Patriots better than me. I'm just curious. I mean, what goes into that? I mean, that came after Jones. So Bill, Bill was never happy with Mac. 
they spent a first rounder on him, and so that wasn't Bill's pick. Well, well, this is where this is what I was getting to. Belichick originally wanted to draft an offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, until t- until he was taken by the Jets. The Jets then yeah. he was basically forced to take Mac Jones by Robert Kraft, essentially. Oh. So Mac Jones was basically Robert Kraft's choice. And obviously the owner overrules the general manager slash coach. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, if it it were up to Belichick. Sure. I mean, just from an outside perspective, as an NFL fan, but I mean, just looking at the Patriots, such a proud franchise. I mean, it's not getting any better. They got to either move on, move off of Mac or close the curtains on Bill. Jones I mean, is the they, problem. They're, they're, wait, they're, wait, they're wasting days and weeks and months and years right now. Their, now okay. their, pro, their, their problem is ownership. Robert Kraft, he likes Mac Jones. Belichick doesn't. Right. Belichick wanted an but, offensive lineman. But, but Belichick's the one that drafted him. Yeah, he was yeah. overruled by Mac, or he was overruled by Robert Kraft because Belichick originally wanted to trade up and take Elijah Vera Tucker before he was taken by the Jets. Wow. And then Kraft basically, from my understanding, is Kraft basically demanded that Belichick start preparing for the future and take a quarterback. Well, that was the right move. The question is, did they pick the right quarterback? But that was the right move. They did need to draft a quarterback. Well, they picked they picked the quarterback who personally I like overall. I mean, I was I was never I was proven wrong times ten with Jalen Hurts. So as an Eagles fan, I was looking at different quarterbacks a couple of years ago, and I mean, I was just looking at okay, Matt Jones. Wow, he's got some great stats. Seems like a great player. I also saw that he he was playing with us. Two or three guys that got drafted first round at wide receiver. Uh, I mean, he's coming uh, from. Always, he, had, he had more, he had more always, weapons than Alabama. He had more you, weapons you can than a, You can ask. Uh, you can ask Tim Gross, who is a big uh, Philadelphia Eagle fan. Sure. I always loved Jalen Hurts. I told him Dude, on draft night when the when the Eagles yeah. drafted him. Gosh, damn! I wish the Patriots would have done that. I had no That's idea. That's exactly yeah. what I – Jim, if I you no remember, when we, did, when we did the draft uh, thread that night, I was screaming so much that, that the Patriots passed, passed on, uh, on Jalen Hurts. They had yeah. the opportunity to draft him, wow. and instead and, they ended up going with uh, – I think it was Nikhil Harry that was drafted that year, which – uh, was the biggest fucking disaster I've ever seen in a Patriots <laughs> oh, yeah. uniform. And the Eagles, the Eagles had, uh, you know, pretty boy, uh, you know, Eagle for life. Carson Wentz, we're set. I go, what? How could they draft a quarterback? What are they I, doing? I never. They are, yeah, they, but knew what, I, they knew what they were doing. But that was, but that was so toxic because the he was in bed with the. Uh, with the owner of the Eagles, so he got whatever he wanted, which made it hard yep. for the coach to deal with him, and it created problems in the locker room. The mess. It was just a damn mess. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I didn't mean a jacket. I didn't mean a jacket over the Eagles. I mean, getting back to the the Patriots. I mean, how how do how do they resolve it? Because you have a Hall of Fame coach, a really proud owner, a young a young really confused quarterback. Do they like me? Am I in the wrong relationship? Well, what what they're what they're trying what they're trying to do this season is they're bringing back in Bill O'Brien to be the offense coordinator who coached Mac okay. at Alabama. So, um, that makes sense if Bill will keep his damn. I mean, I mean, he. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking last year. All of a sudden, he's like, "All my defensive guys are going to coach offense." I mean, that was an you to the owner. You know, you know defense, Bill. Stick with defense and let somebody else handle the offense, like you did when Josh Josh was there. So let Bill O'Brien yeah. handle the offense, and you stay out of it. I'll tell you what. Kim, you know I'll what? tell you what. I'll tell you what, to draw a quick parallel, one, one last uh, bird comparison. The very final year in the months before Andy Reid got, quote, unquote, fired, he converted the defensive coordinator – or I'm sorry, the line coach, Juan Castillo, the D coordinator. Months later, he got fired. I mean, you don't, you don't convert coaches at the pro level to different uh, sides of the ball. I think right, Bill's, right. Bill, Bill's saying F you to everyone in the Right, room. I agree. I agree. I agree. Jim, you know I why, mean, you know why he did that? Why? Because they need obviously they needed a replacement for Josh McDaniels and they knew they didn't have to pay uh Matt Patricia because he was getting paid the rest of his salary by the Detroit Lions for releasing him before his contract was up. But but do you but do you do that at the no. extent of losing ball games? No, you don't. You, uh, any sane person wouldn't. But you know, Bel- Belichick's all about looking after his buddies. So basically, I, uh, I love I love I love what Belichick's done. I think he's a Hall of Famer, maybe the best coach ever. I know that's debatable, but maybe the best coach ever but with this last season with the things he did it's got me thinking you know maybe it's time for you to retire man maybe it's time for you to move on and jim uh let me let me go to the quarterback list uh because you because because you were wondering you know was that the quarterback uh that belichick wanted uh, these are the other quarterbacks that were taken after Mac Jones in that draft. You had Kyle you. Trask. You had Kyle, Kyle Trask who went to Tampa Bay at the end of the second. Yep, from you Florida. Had, you had Kellen Mond who went to Minnesota at from the beginning of the third. Yep, you had Davis Mills who went to Houston right after Kellen Mond. Not as good as not as good as Mac. No, you had yeah. Ian so, Book. I mean, Ian so, Book, so uh, so far you've not mentioned anybody as good as Mac. No, exactly. Trask might su- Trask might suffer Tampa, but if they had a hard on for uh, Trask in Tampa, they wouldn't have just signed Baker. So yeah, right, you, yeah. you mentioned no one. Of, you mentioned no one who uh, who who takes Mac Jones. Right, yeah. right. You, yeah, you had you had Ian Book. 
from Notre Dame going to New Orleans, and he hasn't even seen any meaningful playing time since. And you had Sam Ellen. You had Sam Ellinger going to the Colts in the sixth round, where this year against New England he was seeing ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Mac was the right pick. He was the right pick. Clearly, he was he clearly the right pick. I mean, the other quarterback that was taken before him was Justin Fields, going eleventh to the Bears. He's still not. I'm still out on him. He has the number one now, but you know, yeah. no, yeah. I, I think Max still got what it takes. You know, it doesn't help when Hall. I mean, I mean, I know, are, are, I know, playing, I know, I know. When I know a coach playing a mind game with you, it doesn't. It doesn't help a 22 year old. I think Max salvageable. He needs the right advice around him. I know with the Pro Bowl rules when how people sit out and all this and that, but Mac Jones rookie season, he made the Pro Bowl team. Yeah, as the first alternate with limited yeah. weapons, he still doesn't have a Randy Moss or a, or a, uh, a, a Tony Gonzalez or or a great. He's I'm sorry, he's had B minus weapons, C plus weapons, and and and, and I'm about to, I'm I'm about to tell you why. Bill does not sign or recruit skilled players. Wow, he wants linemen, D-linemen, cornerbacks, defense. He don't give a fuck about offense. Then why? I mean, why? And and Belichick has many more rings. He has a better resume than any Eagles coach I know. I'm a big Eagle fan. But the Eagles have much better offensive and defensive line for the last five years. So what's Bill doing? He wants something. He's He's not doing much. Where do they he get? He thinks he uh, he thinks he can dig in and find these players at maybe lower schools, double A schools, whatever. He yeah. thinks he's a fucking genius, and he can see the talent that everybody else can't, and it's just not happening anymore. No. It used to. It used to, but it ain't happening no more. Draft's got to move on, or or get him, I mean, off, I, get him off the get him off the get him off the drafting. I mean, he's got to limit his uh, responsibilities, or just totally get him gone. Yeah, I mean, he's got total control. He does everything: contracts, general manager, team president. Their, their, their drafts have been fucking. Their drafts have been fucking horrendous the last three or four years. I just I just find it hilarious the fact that you know Belichick Belichick cares more about about the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there's a reason, of course. You know, the defense has been among the among the best in in the NFL for a number of years. But I mean, hell, you know, his whole thing is yeah. You know, he's been he's been a part of. The you know who's mo- who's been the most responsible for those Super Bowl championships in New England? Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? It's Brady's Brady. Fucking Come on, him. it's Bra- Brady. <laughs> yeah, Bra- Brady. Brady's fucking pantsing him at this point. He's running last on <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, come on. 
you got you got your you got your son coaching defense high as a fucking kite on weed. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a music fan. The, the son looks like he could uh, pass for the uh, the recently passed uh, you know guitarist for Pantera. What the hell is he doing wearing a headset on Sunday? Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, come on. No, and, and I'll take I'll take back one of the missiles I threw. I mean, their drafts haven't been horrendous. They have not been good drafts, though. I mean, they hit on one or two picks a year, but it's not going to sustain. He's living off his legacy. Oh, I can make, like yeah, you said, and, I can make the, guys. And, and the thing is make, about make, the, He thinks he can make guys about, into all pros. He thinks he can the make thing the is, smaller schools. I mean, he can't do it. The thing is about the drafts is he stocked piles draft picks and we still don't hit on but one or two we wish we had those yeah don't get me wrong but i mean he has not done shit in a couple years it's time for him to go it's it's fucking horrendous some of the i will say you know i will say the picking or the pick of Oh God, who was it? <laughs> it's hard when you got to like, kind of remember the good pick. You're like, he did get something. No, no, there was <laughs> no, no, there was one. I kissed, I kissed was someone a couple years ago. I, I can't remember her name, but I kissed someone. <laughs> no, there was one guy that I raged at a couple of years ago that the Patriots ended up selecting him, and he ended up being probably one of the better defensive players over the last over. You know the last uh, the last couple of years that he's the last two or so years that he's been with the club. Hang on, D back or a linebacker up front? Uh, Kyle Duggar, that's who it is. Kyle Duggar. I was so pissed off when Belichick. I, I think this might have been was this the year that that DK Metcalf was. Drafted. I'm. I can't remember when DK was drafted, but I remember that there were. You know, there were other players available that the Patriots needed, and instead he decides to go for a fucking Division One, like a, 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 you know, from Lenore Rhine University, that, you know, nobody has ever even fucking heard of the guy. <laughs> And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't projected to be drafted until like maybe the fourth round or something. This is the problem I, I have. That I don't think you even, I don't even know if he ever showed up to train, train. He never showed up to training camp. You know, he reaches considerably for some of these picks, like Cole Strange, a, a, a guard this past this uh, this past draft last year that could have been drafted in the third round, he decides, no, I'm going to fucking take him in the first round. Like, seriously, what the fuck are you smoking? It's ego. It's ego. He thinks he's smarter than anybody else. I've said it 17 times. I I also think he's quietly saying, you know what, F you. He wants to go. He wants wants to get fired. Uh, Something's going on. This is a dude who drafted Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf. Boy, what a what a 
fuck up that was. <laughs> I mean, my God. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, you want to talk about yeah, a fuck up. Yeah, Steve, you mentioned he doesn't like to take uh, skill players early. Now I know why. He doesn't know how to. <laughs> yeah, how I mean, you, you want to talk. How do you, how do you do that? How do you pass up on DK Metcalf? <laughs> Insane. No, but Honestly, I mean, I can't even. I mean, part of part of it's the Brady effect, but I mean, yeah, think about it though, guy. I mean, you guys know better than me. I, I respect it, but like the West Welkers, <laughs> the Edelman, he had about seven or eight of those guys that were winning rings, kicking ass. So he, I guess, he kind of convinced himself. He doesn't need the five-star recruits. He doesn't need the six-three receiver. Well, yeah, well, you I know the you, bottom. But... the The bottom line. It could be just as simple as the game has passed him by. Yes. Uh, there was one year, Jim. You remember when they had Kembro Tompkins and Aaron Dobson? Yep. You mean to tell yep. me that those were the guys who were going to help Brady get to another fucking Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? Yep. yep. I, ne- I, ne- I-, I never believed it back in the day. I was, oh, Brady's lucky. Then after a while, I grew up, surprisingly. And then, um, no, and it, they you kept know, winning. And after a while, I said, wow. About three years ago, I said, wow, Brady is the most incredible what? quarterback ever. And then he left. And now, now look what the Patriots are doing. Once it's all over and said and done and gone back and reviewed and written, people are going to see just how damn good Brady was to win games with New England. Bring him back one more year. He's available. <laughs> I wish. If you bring him back, if you bring him back for one, he'll stay. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I just, I doubt it because of because of how that relationship ended, it would never happen. Because Brady, Brady yeah, is he, probably yeah, he's, still sour. Yeah, Brady's done. Brady's done. I mean, he, 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 he's not going to play anymore. He's, his kids are in Miami. The only team he would have played for would have been Miami, um, because his kids that. are because his because yeah. his kids are down there. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and he's probably he's probably still sour too over the fact that uh, you know New England would never offer him an extension. Well, you know, and the thing is, continue- the thing is, Steve, you you know over the years. How many damn times did he restructure his contract to save the team money? Many. Many years. And every time it was so they would bring in somebody else to help the team. Yep, and they and and half half the time, half the time, they didn't do that. No. I mean, and I, they I, think did. I think he's, I think he's such a proud guy. I, even if they want him now, you're right. He might be like, you know what? I'd love to go back, but you've damaged my ego too, or you've hurt me in the soul too much. I don't. Yeah, you're right. That that bridge, that massive bridge they had, is 
it's so far burned. It would make it would the NFL would love it. Every fan in the world would love to see that. Yeah, I, but I, that, that's I, not I, a, they ain't no they ain't no way in hell that's happening. Really? I mean, no I mean way. the owner the owner would love it. Yeah, but it's it, it. it's Brady. Brady Brady ain't gonna do that shit. Nope. Wow. Yeah, that like like I like I said uh previously, that 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 bridge has been long burned. Once they once they decided to basically insult him on the way out and I you know, honestly I wouldn't be surprised if drafting Nikhil Harry was the last straw. Well yeah. The guy the guy couldn't look, run. Because he looked at he, he he Brady probably looked at what Belichick was doing with the draft, and said, "How is this supposed to help us get back to the Super Bowl?" And you know he I, I granted and, and, you know and, part and, of it. And, and Steve, yet yeah, he goes out and wins ten, eleven, twelve games. Right. And Amazing. the you know the the rumor was that. Uh, What's her name? Giselle had a lot to do had, had a lot to do with his decision as well. That some, some actually some actually claim that that Giselle was the one who made the decision for him to go to uh, to Tampa because she was sick and tired of uh, of New England weather. But, could be the case. Yeah, I mean, it I mean, could she's be a supermodel, you know, diva. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put that past happening. Well, she. I mean, if you look at it, she wouldn't have had a uh, emotional connection connection to a team like Tom would have had a emotional connection to New England. Yeah, I, so it would have been a lot easier weather. for her. It would have been a lot easier for her to say, "Let's let's let's go down south. Let's go down to Florida." I mean, Brazilian girl, God bless her. I mean, obviously, <laughs> no, New England's a lot better than him. But uh, you know, if he was playing, winning those rings in New York City, they'd probably still be together. He might still be playing. I think uh, you know, in a place like New England, Giselle was like, "Yeah, oh, this isn't uh, South Beach. I want to go somewhere warm." Then they pack up the the, the dogs and, and the kids. They go down there. She's like, "All right, Tom, let's retire." He goes, "No, I want one more chance." I think he he overstayed his welcome in Florida. Now, I mean, yeah, probably. Now kids. Now she's gone. Probably. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, that's a good point, but it's crazy if you look at his stats his last season at what he did. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. At his age, at what he did. I mean, he and led not, the league in yards, and I mean, it was crazy. I thought it was let's not, but, but, let's not forget though, too. Uh, Giselle isn't all that innocent herself. She no. was, no. she was actually, she was banging the uh, her jujitsu coach behind Brady's back. So I, ne- ne- never mistake me for a Giselle fan. I think she was, you know, sometimes like like big couple, like any relationships. I mean, she was driving the yeah. bus a bit. Let's go to I Florida. Don't. Let's go to Florida, and then she bailed. He's like, man, I yeah. don't. 
I mean, this has nothing to do with it, but I don't even think I don't even think she's that hot. <laughs> oh no, no, I've always said that. I've always said that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I just, kick her. I wouldn't kick her out of bed for you. See potato it. Chip. I don't see it. <laughs> no, I never did. I mean, Tom. I mean, Tom. They, he he's had about three thousand uh, models flirting with him. He, he's going to be okay. Oh yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably he they they don't tell him how many people he's got trying to hook up with him. <laughs> yeah, needless needless to say, you know, I don't th- I don't think Tom is really struggling though because uh, that new the the new the new girl he's been hooking up with uh, she's quite the hottie. Uh, yeah, that she re- she reached out to him through uh, through social media. Yeah, and I, I guess well, she's like this fa- Steve, she's like this Steve. famous talker or something. And she's and she's married, which is hilarious. I, I no one even knows really who she is. Apparently, she is married. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Well, I can tell you for a fact that social media stuff is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything you ever needed was out there. A lot of it. I mean, yeah, Brady. Brady will be just fine. Yeah, he'll be all I'd right. Keep, I, 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 just, I just think everybody was just. They all thought that was so perfect for them, and everyone just thought, "Oh my God, that's horrible. They're not together." But you know, it happens. It happens. Well, I was, to share your point, I was never a you know I was never like, oh my god, this is I mean, she's not Marilyn Monroe or you know some super. I was like, just, I, she looks good, but I'm like Tom Brady's the man; he could do whatever he wants. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Now it's, she's, now she's yeah. singing the uh, you know jujitsu guys. So. Yeah. All right, it looks like we got about six minutes left, guys. If you want to toss something out there, we better get it out there. Predictions, uh, well, well, Steve, lead the lead the way. I would I would almost say, um, hey, prediction for uh, you know, Final Four, or, you know, national championship, uh, basketball, um, or something else. Probably Alabama, Houston, uh, UCLA. Um, I don't know the other one. I I, I gave you three. <laughs> nice. Yeah, hang on. I, I got to bring I got to bring up my uh, my bracket that I had. Uh, Steve, let's I see. Mean, I Steve, had Steve I, didn't mean, Steve, Steve. I didn't mean to hijack anything. I'm sorry, man. No, no, that's all right. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to bring up my bracket. I had, I had Alabama, Kentucky, Xavier, and UCLA. As, well, you can forget Xavier. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, I did have UCLA as one of my picks, and I believe my second one was, was it Alabama? No, my second one was Tennessee. Well, Arkansas going to screw all y'all up because they're going to win it all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I'm I, know. I know. I know. I know. Everybody's like, 
Yeah, sure. I know you love them, but it ain't happening. <laughs> I think Jim, Jim's uh, uh, Lou, Lou got Jim smoking crack. So Lou, Lou uh, got eliminated with Kansas earlier today uh, with ooh, Arkansas upsetting them. I've been, that's I've, bad. I've been uh, I've been visiting mom with no work and no girlfriend for a couple weeks. I've been having a little fun, but little uh, tobacco. <laughs> but hey, Jim, you're uh, you're tied for second right now in the uh, whispers bracket. Oh wow! Hey, hey, you better watch you're out for him. me. That's music. That's music to his ears. He didn't even know. Yeah, you yeah, better yeah. watch out for me. <laughs> You're tied for second with Jen. Uh, I don't know who Seabreeze is. Uh, Reggie is up there in second, too. And there's this BNHL. I don't know who the hell this is from Whispers, but uh, they have – they're saying that – or it's saying that their uh, percentage is 99.8% for their bracket. Wow. Well, 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 don't don't worry, don't worry about that. Long as I'm in it, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> how can I? Uh, uh, how can I get into? How can I get into Sports Whispers? Whatever uh, message board or forum or you know, obviously on a team, whatever you call it, with podcasts and stuff. I'd love that. Well, you just uh, just search for Sports Whispers uh, on Facebook. The logo is. A uh, is a guy holding up uh, or is a guy holding his hand to his ear. If you search oh, nice. sports okay. whispers in groups, go. Are you are you on Facebook, uh, Alex? And then uh, my well, last name is Wider. All you need to do is search sports whispers, and you'll be there. Cool. My last name is Wiser. W I S E R. I'd love to get joined in all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you'd have a lot of fun in there. I mean, because we have fans, Facebook, we have we have fans from every team in there. I mean, there's right. a lot of bragging that goes on. <laughs> yeah, what, what is the? Because I, I searched for you, Alex, but there's like God knows how many, uh, God knows how many uh, results that came up. Yeah, W-I-S-E-R. And then, no, it's me. It's, yeah. I'm blonde. I got, a, I got a blue shirt, and I'm I'm with a dog. I'm, I am got blonde hair for now. <laughs> Hopefully the hair doesn't go. Uh, Alex is it Weiser. from Ohio, 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 Ohio Wesleyan yeah. University? Where I played lacrosse. Final four. I think that might be you. Uh, head coach? Yeah. Hey, I love football oh, okay. more, but I got a scholarship. I love football more, but I've got a scholarship for lacrosse. So, mom said you're going to Ohio. <laughs> okay, yeah, get, I think I found you. I just sent him, you a friend request. Get get him in there, Steve. Get him in there. He, he will. will he, he, he will love it. He will love it. Good peeps, and I love you guys. I will. I'll uh, I'll get I'll get him in here. Nice. All right, we got we got about one minute left. Can we go to one or is it the off? end of the show? So you should probably get your good nights in and uh, and uh, plan to be back next Saturday.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.